0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The World's Original Podcast.
0: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered.
2: Patriots Unfiltered. Paul's going to have to leave early. Because he's One moonlighting. Shows. Yeah, he's yeah. going to his other show. So for the first hour, he's going to be going head-to-head with Catch-22. Ooh. So if, if oh. no one's listening, Paul, you'll know why. I will. I made my picks. My picks are in. I, I thought you said you hadn't made your picks. Just, just made three Within seconds. that Real short, m- wow. Just shows you the thought we put into this stuff. With the lead that I have, I didn't really see the need. Well, there's no particular what? reason. <laughs> but there are several reasons. <laughs> That's not what he said. <laughs> he said no particular reason. Right. Because there but are you're many reading. You'll read all three teams heavy, heavy, heavy underdogs on the road. But they were did, not heavy underdogs playing the Jets. Were they underdogs? I don't even know. Oh come on, <laughs> come on! <laughs> but they weren't heavy underdogs against the come Jets. Come on! I, I don't think Kansas City's going to implode. I don't think the Bengals are going to implode. Why, think, so why do you think Buffalo will? Because of red ass. This is Patriots unfiltered, fueled by Duncan. Patriots unfiltered. Uh, thanks, Matt. You <laughs> um, could have edited that one out. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, it's a strange day here. Patriots unfiltered in the NFL, and because of what happened last night, um, I wish I could come on air and say, "Oh, we, you know, we heard Demar's doing great," but we haven't. I don't. I haven't had any updates. So nothing. It's going to be just a um, a show where I I don't think we're going to talk much about the Bills game coming up because we don't know about the Bills game coming up. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it's just, you know, not the time to talk about that game. Um, but we are going to have a show, and, you know, we'll talk about the game that we had against the Bengals. It's weird, you know, because, like, here here's the Patriots in the middle of it again. You know, like, we just played the Bengals. We're about to play the Bills, the two teams that were involved in the game last night. It's It's just so weird,
3: you know? <laughs> It's, it's just it's hard. I think everybody's going through right now where you use sports as kind of your escape from reality. And then when you get hit with a dose of reality from the, the place that you kind of use to get away from those things, it's it's hard to balance it. And I think everybody today is just kind of feels like it's hard to really worry about the Patriots playoff hopes or yeah. the Patriots offense, like, you know, get mad at Matt Patricia today. I, I mean, I, I'm i having trouble mustering any of, of that in, in energy yeah. after that, after last night. Yeah.
4: Especially with the gravity of this game. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like that was appointment television for me last night. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was so excited for a regular season game that wasn't the Patriots. And to have that all play out the way it did in primetime, it, it kind of just rattles you.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. That's the
3: thing. We all witnessed it, you know. it was, For me, it was uh, the look on the players' faces. Um, yeah. You know, you could just tell. I mean, there's always when guys get hurt and, you know, certainly guys walk over and, you know, maybe give a helmet tap if it seems like it might be something serious. But just the look of horror and dread on their faces. And even though as an audience you couldn't see what was actually going on, in, you know, in amongst the you know all the doctors that were that were working on him you knew it was serious and you know and then you take to twitter and and then the twitter wars begin but at least at least you were able to i would just say two points you're you really get the information from twitter and then i would say there are obviously I know we can trash social media, and, and but there also was a lot of good that seems to be coming out of this in terms of you know people supporting his cause. I think mean, over 3.5 million dollars has been you know donated to to. And I'm, I think there's a little confusion exactly what it was he was raising money. I think for kids um, initially, and, and but you know so those things are always nice. And I, I think I got to give some credit. You know, just it was a Bills player, but I think the Bills fans and the Bills mafia, they're always so supportive of other teams when other players go down. And, uh, and I think you're seeing today that, you know, other teams are taking some recognition of that. And, and also, you know, you're seeing plenty of guys donate Patriots players, other players around the NFL donate to the cause and stuff. So, you know, it's it's, it's not really a silver lining, but it is, you know, one one good part that comes out of it is, is bringing people back together and, yeah. you know, putting the team rooting interests all aside because it's really meaningless. And
2: I think it was pretty unanimous last night. Like, there's no way we can play this game. There's no way. I mean, I saw Josh
3: Allen standing next to Joe Burrow, and I'm like, "There's no way yeah. that these guys are about to go compete against each other." They're standing there just looking like two guys who have just experienced a really, really tough life situation, and there's no way to click back into competitive. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to go beat this guy's ass now. Like, it's just, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I and I, it's like,
2: like I don't know how many of you have, s- have seen someone in cardiac arrest and you know EMTs trying to bring no. them back to life. It's it's rattling, like you said. And so these guys just witness that. They don't know how he is. How do you go play? And, like, even – and you do, like, someone's going to get hurt because you can't focus. Like, yeah. maybe half the guys are focused, the other half aren't. And now – it's just – it's an unsafe situation to put people in because of what they just witnessed, and their mind isn't on, you know, football. Like, you know, it's, it's why I hate preseason, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, half the guys are playing for a job. The other one's – just want to get out of there, and, you know, you get injuries because guys aren't in it 100% mentally, and that's what would have happened last night had they made them play, and thank God they didn't. And, and, I mean, can they turn the page by Sunday? I mean, I think even that is Well, even that is is up in the air. I don't know, but, you know, you you hate to say, well, the game must go on and all that stuff. It doesn't have to go on, but I I think they'll play Sunday, um, but it'll – and hopefully by then they'll know yeah. what's going on uh, with Hamlin. That's because that's the main thing that that's all they care about right now. If you're a Buffalo Bill, is how's our teammate?
3: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing right now. The family did offer just a, a, a I don't I don't want to call it an update. They were just thanking everyone and you know the medical people that that helped him. No, they said you know we'll let you know when we have an update. But I mean I think the last update we had was that. You know, he's uh, he's at the hospital and, and, you know, we just is in critical condition. So, yeah, until you get some kind of update, it's hard to really turn the page and and think about what's next. I I think you just you need that report of
2: hopefully that that
3: he's stable. He's going to be okay Um, But it's obviously a really complicated.
2: I I hate that we haven't heard any updates since last night, really.
4: Yeah, it just provides right. such a breeding ground for well, such irresponsible well, speculation. Well, I hate
2: it because I don't think there is an update to give.
4: Right, that's right. what I
2: hate about. Well, I think that was confirmed by the family. Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm.
5: statement that Mike just, um, yeah, just referenced. Yeah. You know, they said, you know, we'll provide updates. Yeah, as soon I don't think they're holding them. back. I just don't think no. that there's
2: any change. That's what I hate. And about. that's right.
5: yeah, that's that's unfortunate because you would hope that we would have woken up this morning to at least a glimmer, yeah, of, of good news. And you know, it's status quo. So. We're going to have to talk about you know, and I say we, I don't mean just the four of us on the show. I mean the the league is going to have to talk about things that people probably aren't ready to talk about. But to your point, Fred, at some point they are going to have to turn a page. Yeah. And life is going to have to go on. It, and I know it sounds cold, but there's a week 18 coming up at the end of the you know at, at the end of the season here that I, I think is going to have to get played.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... I don't know how you get around it without... I mean, if I'm the Bills, and if, you know, six, seven guys come to me, you know, if I'm McDermott or whoever the owner is, and say, you know what, I just... I don't feel like I can play this week. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not... You don't have to play this week. Yeah, I mean, for Buffalo specifically, I
5: think it might be a little different. Yeah. I I, I was talking about the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. You know, Buffalo, I think you're right, Fred. If they, they... If they don't agree that they can play, I mean, I think a forfeit is on the table. Like, I I don't know how you get around. You can't make them play.
2: No. No.
5: Especially where they have two games to go. So, I mean, one thing I thought
3: of initially was, like, could you just kind of push that game a week and maybe try to play Bengals-Bills on Monday night, give the rest of the teams kind of a, a weekend off, and then eat into the, the bye week in between the conference championships. You and could. You I could. would have gone
5: the opposite. Yeah. I would have played the, the Week 18 schedule as is and then let the, the Bills and, and Bengals play that first week of the, the wild card round and then yeah. push the playoffs back. But yeah. there's no answers. There's no, there's no easy solution I mean, I, I, when you're in this situation.
2: I think they should just call it a tie. If, if both teams agree, call it a tie and live with whatever those – ramifications are and that's it that's it i agree with you yeah but we'll see what happens all right so we we're, we're not going to focus on the bills game coming up like i said because we we have no idea uh what's going to happen so but you know we we let's talk about the game that the patriots had uh with the bengals um you know and evan just sat down it's deuce's here evan alex Paul, myself, Matt's in the booth. Full house. Yeah, it's a full house. Um, you know, and I I do want to talk about that because there's there's a debate and it's an honest debate about did the defense have a great game or not? Is it because you're playing against Teddy Bridgewater and then he went down in the third quarter and then you're playing against Tyler Skyler Thompson and is that why the defense looked really good? Uh, and I think it's you know you can have an opinion either way. I. I think I think the defense played pretty well. I think even when Bridgewater was in there, they had held you know the numbers down, and I think they were playing pretty well. Um, you know, it didn't hurt. It didn't help, obviously, the Bengals that he went down. All right, they, they, yeah. it's the Dolphins. <laughs> I, I, what? Why am I thinking? <laughs> Paul we put his foot down. that's Now you're confusing me. I know. So I'm I'm rattled. All right, the <laughs> Dolphins. The traumatic. I'm rattled. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, um, we all are. Yeah. I mean, no one ever yeah. saw um, that. You know, so, but I do think the defense played well, and I think they have been playing well. And I think you know, if if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even be sniffing the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think seven touchdowns kind of speaks for
3: itself. I mean, I I do think they played well. I also think that there were elements of you playing Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater, but. You know they're a good defense I, I think that's kind of what we came to in the last couple of weeks and I think for me it's the, you know it's the takeaways that they continue to get takeaways they continue to get points um, and for this team and and the offense it's just critical it's it's a critical element of of their games and and any game that they're going to win they need you know preferably points but at the very least they need takeaways and you know, they've kept those up this year. I think last year the, the takeaways dried up, and, and I think that's when everything totally went dry. So um, it's just uh, I think the pass rush has led the way. You know, credit to those guys. They've been a, a real strength this year and, and really played well. And, you know, they deserve a, a lot of credit in a season that, you know, is filled with obviously a lot of uh, criticism yeah. on, on the other side
2: of the Absolutely. ball. I think uh, point dif- uh, turnover differential, I think they're like fifth in the league right now, or they're up there.
3: Yeah, after a bad start yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, in credit to the offense, and you know, as as Evan wrote, Mac, you know, just taking care of the ball. I mean, it's, it's it's. I mean, I think those were fundamental things that they had to get right after the early part of the season. Was you know, you just can't turn the ball over like that to give yourself a chance to win, and that's and that's what they've been doing. So, I mean, I do think they deserve you know credit for that for playing safe with the ball. Some key uh, examples, though, of course, being the end of the two previous games, which were were not great ball security, and, right. and cost you, but still,
6: yeah.
7: Well, I think that what I would like to see in a game this year, if we possibly could, is a game where, you know, the offense takes some of the pressure off the defense to not have to pitch basically a perfect game, especially down the stretch in games, right? You know, second quarter on, uh, second half on, excuse me. So I, I think a lot of the conversation about the defense about against elite quarterbacks, right, against the Burrows, the Allens, uh, you know, Lamar earlier on in the year, okay, but what would have happened in some of those games if the offense was pulling its weight in in the game? Right. Right. You know, what would have happened if the defense wasn't out there for 37 minutes of the game uh, against Cincinnati a a couple weeks ago or uh, against the Raiders, you know, especially in that first half, they were on the field a ton, and then they give up the touchdown drive at the end of the game. Well, were they gassed because they were on the field for 40 minutes? You know, where is sort of that line – as well, because I think the defense has really played well and unlike the offense has played above maybe their talent level at, at times this year, especially in the secondary. And in this game, they, they played a ton of zone. They, they were 80% zone. They played a lot of split safety zone, you know, cover two quarters, things like that. And speaking to the players after the game, they simply said that they couldn't give up big plays in this one, right? You know, they much rather force Teddy Bridgewater and the dolphins to beat them 11 12 13 play drives than to give up one for 75 which is obvious but I think that that's where a lot of the game plan came from and when Bridgewater was in the game uh, he did do a decent job of checking the ball down and taking the profits underneath the defense and maybe they did give up some yards doing that but ultimately they're 4 for 14 on third down Uh, they obviously had the two turnovers in the second half and I think that they executed the game plan now is that game plan aesthetically pleasing to the point where they're covering every blade of grass and absolutely shutting down the offense. Maybe, maybe not. But I think that that was, they knew they were going to give up some stuff underneath yeah. it to protect and, against the big And players. you
2: can talk about, you know, uh, backup quarterback, third string quarterback for Miami. Um, but remember the Patriots were without three of their corners, you know? So it was kind of like, all right, so your backups against our backups and, you know, Hold let's on. see what happens. Um I like Evan said, I, I think they there was a, a clear game plan on defense and I think they did their job. I think they did their job to the best of their abilities. And I, I was pleased with it.
3: You, yeah, know? you no Evan, you weren't too impressed though with uh with McDaniel. <laughs> I was I, I was enjoying your your write up just But I think that there's like, you know, to your point, it's like I think this Patriots defense, when they get beat, you know know what it kind of looks like. And why don't teams do that all the time?
7: Well, so I think that there was an element of this that, you know, the old coaching adage is that you run away from man and you find the soft spots in zone, right? So if the Patriots are playing 80% zone, the crossing routes and stretching the field horizontally might not be the best approach. They might be trying – you might need to just – sit down and pick your spots more against the zone coverage than to do stuff like that. But what I just thought was ridiculous from McDaniel in this game is in the running game too, that the dolphins tried to come right at the Patriots in the running game. They were running downhill running schemes. This was not Kyle Shanahan outside zone. Let's get it out on the edge and and try to turn the corner. Uh, This was counter. This was lead. This was come right at you. If you want to play the Patriots, especially in the running game in a phone booth, then good luck. Like you're not going to beat the Patriots that way. Like you're not going to beat Devon Godshaw and Laren Skye and Jelani Tavai and Juwan Bentley, especially uh, playing downhill football. That. They'll bully you all game long if that's how you want to play it. And I thought the Dolphins' advantage, like a lot of teams that are built like Miami, uh, with Tyreek Hill and and Jalen Waddell and and Mostert, who's a fast running back, is to try to get out on the edge and and try to turn the corner on New England and make those linebackers and make those bigger D tackles run sideline to sideline. And instead, they try to come right at the Patriots. And I, I think the Patriots just like bring it on like if this is what you want to do uh, then we got you know this is totally fine with us and I I, I tweeted out some clips uh, of them running counter just like right at the Patriots or really getting stuff at the line of scrimmage and Devon Godshaw liked the tweet so obviously yeah. the Patriots felt retweeted like, you. yeah the Patriots felt like why are you running right at us right like this is not you know gonna be a, a good formula for you and and that's really how the game played out especially I thought that the Dolphins, on first down, ran the ball a ton. Like they were trying to run the football in this game, and the Patriots were just not having any of it. And, and I, I just can't believe that that was. The well, game do you plan. think that
2: they were doing that to protect the quarterbacks? Of course, yeah. to
7: a degree, sure. But like you can protect the quarterbacks by throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, also, right? Yeah. You know, you you send Hill in motion and you flip it out to him. Is that a hard throw for the quarterback to make? And Mike McDaniel was here in 2020 uh, with San Francisco, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw, I think it was nine passes behind the line of scrimmage that gained 11 yards on average per attempt on just end around type of throws, right? You just motion the receiver out uh, into the formation, into the uh, Y part of the formation and you set up a screen on that side of the field or something like that. And you just run the football uh, essentially with your receivers. And that's what the Niners did in that game ad nauseum. And it worked to perfection. But
2: Do you think that McDaniel or, you know, whoever they, they saw, a lighter box and said, you know, let's try to do, let's try to run it. And the Patriots were able to still stop it even, you know, with the extra backs on the field. Maybe.
8: I
7: I, I just, the I think that there was an element of this game where, to your point, Mike McDaniel, I think uh, overthought it, honestly, where – Maybe that he looked at the three and four safety packages the Patriots are going out there with he looked at the depleted secondary you know that you're missing the rookie Joneses you're missing Jalen Mills and we have Tyreek kill and Jalen Waddle and, and we think that we can just beat you on the outside in this game but they're running vertical concepts mm. with with those guys and they're trying to get the ball down the field and there were a few opportunities where they could have gotten it down the field but Bridgewater just didn't trust himself to hit the you know to hit the holes in the zone coverage and the Patriots just basically basically said hey we're going to run cover two and if he's going to hit it in the cover two hole along the sideline on a dot to Tyree Kill and he's going to beat us like that then so be it but we don't think he can do it and, yeah. he, did, and he didn't he didn't even try right so if that's the game plan I, I just thought that from a Mike McDaniel standpoint uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell did not have the ball in their hands nearly enough in this game they just If you're the Miami Dolphins, uh, those are by far your two best players, especially when your quarterback is out. And the fact that they only touched the ball, I think, eight or nine times in this one is a detriment to the coach. And you look at the touchdown that they scored with Tyree Kill, it was on one of those motion, swing it out into the, into the uh, boundary and, and let them outrun everybody to the pylon. And, and that was pretty much the only time they even tried to do that. Okay.
2: All right, Paul. You of gazing off into the – I was watching the commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Every time the footage comes up from the game, it's. I know. I to not tell. All of a sudden, just get stuck watching it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so Patriots, you know, pulled back to five hundred with the win, um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. I, I listen. I, you know, I, I know we're not going to talk about the Bills game, but I, I, before last night, I was hoping that the Bills had something to play for and that they come out, you know, needing to win the game. And just, you know, let's play a game like that rather than, you know, Patriots won, but, you know, yeah, I hate that. I think you, you got know? it, though. I mean, you got it. It's just, yeah, there's yeah no now way. you got it.
3: There's no way around. I mean, right. unless this game is played two weeks out. If it's played Sunday, I don't, I mean, I don't, like you said, I don't even know how Buffalo can turn the page. And, you know, tomorrow's supposed to be day one. I mean, they, they're probably supposed to be in the building today like, getting the game Football's
2: point. such a unique sport you know it's why you can't really have a pro bowl game because you can't play you know like how do you if you're a patriot line somebody up and and mm. hit him as hard as you can with with what happened you know what i mean yeah. it's just like like i i'm going to just demolish you oh wait a minute you know? Somebody, I, I forget, a former player tweeted out, I'm
3: not sure, might have been Ryan Clark, but just said, like, the next snap of football is going to be the hardest one. It is. For everybody. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with that. And once you get going, you'll get back into it. But, I mean, it's, you know, even just, I mean, we were talking about it here, and, and Paul was mentioning. You know, an incident in baseball where this kind of thing, right. you know, can happen. And, you know, even me, with the kid in Little League, it's, you know, I think it, it just affects everybody. It's bigger than football. It's not just a football, you know, unique thing. These are, you know, kind of uh, injuries and, and things that can
2: happen well, well, in just about any sport with, in the right circumstances. Right, with the amount of sports that are played in the United States, from youth all the way to pro, the amazing thing is this doesn't happen more often. Yeah. I mean, it does happen. Little League, lacrosse, a kid in... Cornell died with a direct hit from a ball to his chest. You know it happens, but like with all the sports we play in this country, like the fact that it doesn't happen more often. Were you ever scared with your tennis forehand that you were going to take somebody? Well, other people were. Yeah, with my serve, (laughs) no, the curse curse coming out. But uh, (laughs) no, but like you know, so like, like I don't know, like what? Like I'm sure there's counseling that's available to players and everything like that, but. You know, it, it's important that they understand that, like, this isn't just because of football. This is because of, you know, we're human beings, and we're not meant to take direct hits. And, and like, Paul, you know, you were saying, you know, your wife is a nurse at MGA uh, yeah. Mass General, and, like, these happen because, like, the impact comes at this, like, it, precise... It's a, blunt,
5: it's a blunt force at exactly
2: the right. wrong time. The moment when something's firing right. inside and it just, it's like an electrical short circuit.
5: And it does happen in little league baseball. And I, I won't say like every year, but like you hear about it every, every couple of years as a poor, like 11 year old kid takes a, a fastball in the chest and they the have wor- less protection at the worst time. Right, They don't have the muscle protection um, that, you know, you know in, in, you know, Mike and I padding. were talking about yeah. it. This is why all little league fields now are, are equipped with the, yeah. the you know, the, the devices to, to see if, you know, y- you can prevent a tragedy when it does happen because it can happen. Yeah. And you talked about lacrosse. It It, it happens too often, yeah. you know, but, I know this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough week for football and I know that's not anybody on anybody's importance, you know, right now of any of, of any importance right now, but you watch. Yeah. You watch how the next few days unfold. Oh, yeah. It'll be the attack on football again.
2: Right. You know, so like like you said, the next snap is gonna be the toughest one for whoever is involved. That's you know, that's absolutely true, you know?
4: especially with it it just looked like such a routine play like you have to watch it over and be like wait what even happened right. and it's just
2: it was it was it's a freak thing you know it wasn't like a concussion where oh yeah he got hit in the head or his head hit the ground or whiplash or whatever it was just a freak you know um getting hit by lightning type of thing mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Can I, can I shine
3: a little positive light on Kyle Duggar? I don't know. I just want to shift gears maybe sure. a little bit. Is that all right? I I just was feeling, uh, you know, third touchdown this year. And, I, I, you know, I, I know I've been up and down on him a little bit this year with with some of the inconsistencies in coverage. But um, I just – I thought it was uh, interesting Judon saying you're going to have to give Duggar a blank check. And I was like, oh, man, that's the last thing the Patriots want to hear right now. But, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Paul was talking about this a little bit too. Just I think, you know, you, you're starting to see some young players come on a little bit here. and you know, we talked about free agency, and you know, is that? I I don't know. I I part of me just wants to like reinvest in our own guys, and I just I'm kind of getting sick. As much as I've been a little bit on the I don't want to say on the fence, but a little bit critical of of Duggar's overall game, it makes me sick to think about letting a player like that get away again. You know, and and that's and those are the things like and. You know, Uche not quite the same for me. Like I feel like he's still a very specific third-down kind of role, which you know, generally you could probably find from you know an Andre Carter. Is, you know, you get a get a vet in for one year, Chris Long, those kind of guys. But you know, I just I just wonder overall the feeling of these drafts haven't been good enough. Like a way that you can kind of
2: force that issue is by resigning the players. They that gotta have to pay. Been good, they gotta pay know? somebody. Yeah. You know, you, you spent a second-round pick on Duggar, um, and he's panned out like. Okay, that was a good pick. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's what you know. The notebook
5: that I posted, well, I don't know if it's up yet. Um, but you know, for this morning, you know, it, there is at least put the playoffs on the back burner, and whether or not you think that they they're worthy or you know that's irrelevant. You know, you went from having, I think, four draft classes in in succession where I think you got Damian Harris, and that's it. Now the last three years, again. There might not any, be any Pro Bowl, like, All-Pro, you know, Hall of Fame-type players, but it's now Duggar, Uche, Awenu in 20, and, you know, obviously the three guys from last year with Mack, Barmore, and Stevenson. And, you know, we'll see about this year. But, you know, Marcus, Marcus Jones knows. is already playing a huge role for you. And we'll see about the rest of the guys because there's been a lot of other guys that have made contributions at least, in you know, in a, on a short-term basis. Yeah, You know, Marcus Jones has been consistently – a contributor uh, now for the last three quarters of the season, you know. So we'll see about Jack Jones. We'll see about the two running backs, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, if they can they can be part of it. But that's how you get out of this. Yeah, you can't get out of it by spending 270 million guaranteed money in free agency. Right, right. Like the the only way you can get out of it is by stacking draft classes. Right. And I think they've had a, a, a you know three in a row now that. And I'm not telling you that it's like the 74 Steelers, but you've had three in a row now that you've gotten contributors out of.
7: Yep. Duggar's an awesome player. I know that he gets some flack for the man coverage stuff, and every once in a while he gets a little bit loose in zone, but the amount of hats that they ask him to wear in this defense, he's the most versatile player in the defense by far, and he does all of them at at least a starting caliber level. Like not, uh, not necessarily elite at everything. I, I think he still has some – stuff that he needs to work out in coverage you know some instinctual stuff uh in terms of man technique and maybe reading out route combinations and things like that in zone but that takes time to develop those types of skills and takes experience and maybe that can be the the last frontier of his game that comes in rounds into form but in terms of run defense uh where he can play in the run defense um blitzing and then the ball hawking in zone when they do allow him to kind of roam in the middle and zone, uh, he's just been a really impactful player at, at all three levels of the defense. You bring you, up a
4: good point too, because if you listen to the way his teammates talk about him, it, it makes it seem like he hasn't even scratched the surface. King Doug, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. you, you don't want him being that free safety. That's, in the back of the defense because he's just too valuable up up close. Yeah, I'm but, wondering, though. But who replaces McCordy? Does
5: yeah. he replace McCordy? Yeah. That's well, taking him away I from it what was, he does well. But I thought it was interesting to listen to Bill earlier in the week, I think on the Monday, yeah, say we've seen him at free a lot. Well, he Talked played. Talked about free, free, So free. he played
7: yeah. free safety at Lenore Ryan. And they were, for the most part, a split safety defense. So they played a lot of quarters which is different than playing center field, obviously. So it's it's a little bit of a different role, but I've always loved his, his ability to really ball hawk in the back end. And I, I've always felt like when they put him on a tight end, for example, and I guess somebody's got to cover the tight end when you're going to play as much man coverage as the Patriots do, but I, I thought it, it really it boxes him in right where he can't be around the football and he's at his best when he's allowed to just go see ball get ball and when they make him guard the tight end it, it turns him into like Patrick Chung right where he's just got the tight end and the rest of the of the play doesn't necessarily matter uh, to him as much but when they're allowing him to be that free player in the middle of the defense he's a much more impactful i think the guy that they are trying to get him to emulate is more like Rodney Harrison who's somebody that Wasn't really a guy that went one on one with the tight end a whole lot. Oh, oh,
2: don't don't tell that to Ernie (laughs) Adams. (laughs) Uh oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. don't Just, tell you, that you, to you Ernie wandered, Adams. You
3: wandered, you wandered down the wrong Doush. road here. Yeah. What did Ernie Adams say? He told us the games he
2: in which thought. they wouldn't have won unless Rodney Harrison went one-on-one with their tight <laughs> end. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Never did a okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I definitely trust Ernie a little bit more than me on this, but I, I, I
7: will say that I always remember Rodney Harrison being a guy that – that had his eyes in the backfield for most of the time, right? Yeah. and that was sort of the player that he was, uh, and that was at an era when strong safety was really a thing. Now, strong safety is yeah. not really as much of a thing anymore, so yeah. it's it's different. But I I think that that's really when I think Duggar is at his best is when he's instinctively just being an athlete, whether that's dropping in zone or blitzing or playing the run or whatever uh, when they ask him to play man coverage on tight ends i i just don't feel like his impact on the game is as much as it can be uh, when he's allowed to see the football all the time because then you get the turnovers and you get the tackles for loss and the run game and he had some good uh, run sticks in this game as well it wasn't just the the pick six he, he was coming downhill him well, and that's peppers. the thing you know yeah and you don't want to lose linebacker. that yeah yeah, yeah.
2: All right, eight five five right, five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots is the email address. Um, I, we'll open it up to uh, callers. Um, some programming notes, though. Uh, Catch twenty two is going to be uh, tomorrow, Thurs- oh, Thursday. Thursday. Move to Thursday before this show. So ten thirty Thursday,
3: uh, leading up into pu. So it'll be our lead in, but it'll on be Thursday. on video. It'll be on video. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll be on video too. So yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, so that's there just Church. wanted to –
3: hopefully, I mean, assuming everything gets, you know, back on track at some point.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to the uh, callers and emailers. I'm sure people have things they want to talk about. Uh, Sean's in Vancouver. What's up, Sean?
9: Hi. Uh, Tamari, you were commenting, and I, I, I saw the same thing uh, oh. when I was watching last. Night. This, this is Alex, is, uh, Alex,
2: Alex. not Tamara. It's okay,
1: though.
9: Uh. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm no worries. Just,
4: oh, my God. Yeah, but
9: I – It it seemed like yeah, it's kind of routine. And uh, Paul, you were mentioning how this happens in other sports, and I've heard that as well with baseballs. And uh, it it just seems so so crazy because I've never seen that before in the NFL. That's Uh, right. Is this just like just a crazy, weird, like you said, strike, lightning strikes? You know, this at this very moment because I couldn't see anything that 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 really was out of the. Ordinary, right? Yeah, it it
2: yeah. was. That's why, like, you know, um, they talked. Who was it? Jerry Hughes. They were talking about who had a heart attack and died after the game. I think that was 1971. That was 50 right. years right. ago. Um, it, we've never seen this. I mean, everybody that was on TV last night, Aikman, Booger, McF- you know, everybody. It's, it's like we've we've never seen this before. You know, uh-huh. um, it it is. It's, it's 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 a it's a rare thing. Uh, that we witnessed, and that's kind of what rattles us is that we don't see this a lot. We see the guys that, you know, they get the head injury and they can't move their feet and we're waiting for them to, you know, move something. We see that, like, what, at least once a oh, season. yeah, you're you just know? hoping for that, like, thumbs yeah. up as they're you wheeling know, we, them off. And you're Yeah, like, All right, so we, okay. we've almost become numb yeah. to that, but yeah. this is different. You know, to see someone being given CPR on the field, is a traumatic thing like this person could die right in front of me you know that's a traumatic thing
3: and i know things like like hank gathers remember him and yeah uh, that was and, in, yeah
2: and reggie lewis but weren't those heart
3: conditions yeah. that were like it wasn't just yeah. like a totally a, a different random head yeah, totally totally normal they were different yeah. and
2: and reggie happened in practice mm-hmm. you know and so we didn't see just see shooting it. around it was yeah really we, no we didn't see it live on tv you know that's more um, condition. This is just yeah. out of the blue. Yeah.
9: You know, uh, on another topic, we, we've talked a lot about how much we we think there should be done in the offseason for the offense in terms of coaching and the offensive line, wide receiver. But a li- little bit less attention was is on special teams. And, and I think that needs to be addressed as well, changes on special teams. So what are some of the things you'd like to see in terms of maybe suggestions for a coach for special teams or, or Joe Judge.
2: a player. you already got him. He's <laughs> on this team right now. Do you think he'll be good enough for, to do that again? I guess he's done it well. Before, <laughs> he was the coordinator, you know? Yeah. And they, yeah. and, they, and they, the numbers were good when he was, That's you know, true. for special teams. You know, it's a lot of, you know, like, it's it's just dumb mistakes. It's running into the punter twice already. That Weird. really yeah. that really awesome. costs them.
7: We are so in the margins yeah. when this stuff is an impact though. Like that—that's the thing, and like I'm not saying that it's not a factor because it certainly is a factor. But the fact that every single time they run into the punter, it's like this huge issue that they can't overcome is like a much bigger issue than (laughs) running into the punter. (laughs) Right? Okay. Like (laughs) you know, fourth and six becomes fourth and one, and they give up the first down. Now the defense ended up getting the stop on that drive. They didn't give up a score on that drive, but like these are things that like. I think it's worse in Minnesota, for example, when yeah. they when they ran into the punter at the end of the game. There, like the defense can't get a stop and the offense can't answer. Like that's a bigger problem to me <laughs> than than the one play that happens on special teams. It's just we're so every little thing needs to go right, you know, and and you can't have these like mistakes like that in the kicking game because they're already taking on water in these games as it is, and these mistakes just bury them even further down underneath the surface, and that's
2: a problem. That's that's the bigger point, is the inability to overcome mistakes. And I would say what's
3: the trajectory of the punter and the kicker too? Like what what are we looking at with Nick Folk? Is he in a slump? Is this is the end approaching for him and Jake Bailey? Was this an injury thing? Please, they paid him a bunch of money, you know, is this something that's been happening and he gets healthy, he'll be okay back on track or is that right. something else you have to explore to, to get around? I mean, you know, obviously bigger than than coaching just Here those Here comes specific.
2: another kicker in the 5th round. Thanks Sean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Todd's in North Carolina Hey Todd for
6: So I was going to start going all Perillo saying you know look what they did on the field You're supposed to make a backup quarterback Look like a, like a backup quarterback And they didn't do that with Bridgewater really well Blah <laughs> blah blah and I was going to bust Evan for some stat stuff But oh. you know what I'm going to say Evan's right Take a oh. look at Jared Stidden And see what he did with the Raiders When you give him some tools What's going on this, We're not going to know what Mac is until he gets some tools I like, I know we like to think that he has some, but he doesn't. For God's sake, Sidham can play that well against one of the best defenses in the NFL.
2: Okay, but I mean, it was heck? one game, you know, so... Well, yeah, like, I know, but He
6: did still. have a couple of mistakes. I think the
7: better example is Brock <laughs> Not Purdy, really. to be honest with sense you. Sense. Like, I Neither one of them I, are on I, him. I'm man. all for this call because it supports me 100%. <laughs> but I think the better have, argument is Brock Purdy, argue. right? Like, he's been yeah. doing this for a month now, exactly. and they drop him in the same offense, and Jimmy G... Also, let's face it, Jimmy G is not this like Toolsy Josh Allen, Justin Herbert Cyborg oh, God, no. and they play him in that offense and that offense is a top 5 top 10 offense with Jimmy in there every single year. Every single year they have a great offense in San Francisco with Jimmy. And that that's what I've been saying all along. Now the Niners are they're a very difficult bar to reach, right? Like they have great playmakers, oh. they have great mm-hmm. scheme. Uh, all that kind of stuff, but at the Good same coaching, time, you know yeah. that that's
2: well. That's going to be the debate, difference. Todd is, you know, are we able to fairly judge Mac Jones this year? I
6: think. It's, well, I don't think we are right now. I, I really feel we aren't. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know what the. Kick I think I a think lot I, of people I, agree with. I mean, I, I
3: would Tom. agree basically with Todd, but I also would say that you, not every team gets Devonte Adams. You know, like, the, the, I mean, yes, you, you need good weapons, and and that's been a hindrance for Mac. But at the same time, like, you still have to be able to make
6: things happen when those guys. Because Devonte Adams is a, it's like top premier. I don't, I don't, even want Devontae Adams. That's like, just give me somebody who's consistent. You know, somebody who's better than number sixteen. Number sixteen for us is amazing. He's like the oh, yeah. best. Yeah, no. But he's not. He's a third. He's your third on the depth chart. Yeah. He's your consistent he third be. on your depth chart. We yeah. don't. Have if a you have Devontae Adams,
2: now. yeah, yeah.
7: But I think his point is, is that it doesn't even need to reach a, a Devonte Adams yeah. level. Unless like, there's a line. Can though. we there's get T. Higgins? Between, like like T. Higgins would be the number yeah. one receiver like you on the have So Patriots little right that now. you
3: can't even judge the quarterback and. Yeah, we don't have the best, the, maybe a top five receiver in the game, but we still have enough to know that our quarterback is pretty good and can make things work with guys that maybe mm-hmm. aren't the most elite guys. But I, I agree with your point, Todd. I mean, I I think that the, it is below the 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 pale of you know how much you need to be able to give I never a guy. Thought I would agree with Evan. I, <laughs> I, I'm Evan, not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm
7: not saying this as a detriment to Jacoby Myers because I think he's a a, a good player and this is more about the roster construction but if you yep. took every single team's leading receiver one through 32 like where does Myers rank in that conversation it's definitely in the bottom half like mm-hmm. I you know I would agree it, it yeah. might even be bottom five yeah. Right, I so so he's five, a, ve- yeah. a very low end number one receiver with the Patriots. So I'm not even asking them to go out and get Devonte Adams or to go out and get Jamar Chase or someone like that. But I I look at these teams last night before what obviously happened, and and you just look at we when Cincinnati was here and, and like T Higgins would be the best receiver on the Patriots roster, and he's this number two guy in Cincinnati. Uh, Gabriel Davis might be the number one guy in New England if he was here, and he's the number two guy to Stephon Diggs in Buffalo. So you have you you start to get down the order of those teams that are, have good offenses. You know, Miami comes in here with two number one receivers, and and you know if you had
2: a, a top flight receiver on the Patriots, guys, it would Myers would be even better. Yeah, it would make him better. You know, yeah,
7: <laughs> I, I I just think that you know the the ultimately the thing that I always say with Mac is that there's enough good there on film with him especially in recent weeks like I would say since really Thanksgiving except maybe in Buffalo but in that game I think it was more the game plan was to throw the ball short and it just didn't really work but I think from Thanksgiving on there was enough there to not necessarily say that he's going to be this great franchise long-term answer quarterback but to go into year three thinking that we you know let's get let's Let's see what we got with him in year three. And now, these people that want to just give up on him and, and right now after two seasons, I think, are, are rushing to judgment
2: I mean, on I, it would, you know, it would be great to be a fly on the wall in the quarterback room or when they're doing film because what, we're not seeing the evident mistakes that we saw earlier, but we don't know what he's missing. Oh, you I know. know what he's missing. And oh, you know. He, oh, oh I mean, okay. I you are to, in okay. the meetings. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm not in
7: the meetings, but I can see it on the film. And, like, there's decisions <laughs> from this last game against the, uh, the, the Dolphins where I, I thought – he struggled once Miami adjusted to zone and they adjusted to zone and his reads of the short part of the field were iffy against zone you know you're running uh, like snag concepts where Nelson Aguilar is running a hook and then you're running a receiver into the flat and you're just trying to read out where does the zone dropper go does he go with the flat or does he stay inside and you throw where he isn't right and it's there to Nelson Aguilar and he just makes the wrong read and that's that those types of things give me concerns more so than i think where i come from with it is that a lot of people's concerns with mac jones are number one like raw talent right just raw arm talent and tools and then number two, I, and Boomer Esiason went on EEI yesterday. I thought what he said, it was kind of unfair. What, yeah. But yeah. this ultimately, to me, Fred, yeah. is is such a big part of this Mac Jones discourse, and that is that people just don't like they the don't kid. They don't like, yeah, like he's the whole. Just, his aesthetic is bad. He doesn't yeah. have swagger. His body language is bad. Uh, you know, when he has a bad play, it looks really ugly. And, and, you know, they blitz up the middle, and he can't get out of the blitz, and then he's kind of, you know, f- flailing around on the intentional grounding last week and people are just like Ugh, it's just it's just ugly right right but when you actually take out of it the the aesthetic of the it and, and how it looks you know what <laughs> I heard that Paul what 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 is what is it the, how did we get here like what's the mistake on the play right like right. what why what's the mistake is the mistake that the quarterback missed the read either uh, the quarterback held the ball too long Or is it that on third and one they called play action and Alandon Landon Roberts was in the backfield in a half a second, right? Like where's the mistake on the play? And I think more times than not, uh, there's a lot more times where I I would say there's mistakes happening that are out of his control. Mm
2: -hmm. And then that's, that's what I don't know. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think, you know, fans don't know. And they're, they're, they're going in with their bias, and, you know, if they don't like Mac to begin with, then it's his mistake. If you don't like Matt Patricia, it's his yeah, but mistake. but I don't think
5: there were too many people that entered the year not liking Mac. I think everybody was pretty much in agreement, solid rookie year, something to build on, he's the guy for the future. And I think a lot of people have changed their opinions. I, I,
2: I don't think, think it's a predisposed I, I, I think, dislike of Mac. I think um, I think there were both. I think there were a lot of people on the fence, and then th- those people on the fence have now picked a side, you know.
4: I don't think Zappy's performance is really And that didn't help. Either.
2: Yeah, that and, didn't help. And Matt getting helped off the field, mm. that didn't help either.
5: Which time?
3: <laughs> yeah,
7: see
4: that? Memes are hard to <laughs> no, live down. He wants right. to be snarky over there, but forever. he doesn't even... I,
7: I, what's your take then?
5: <laughs> I mean, I just wish that I played under those circumstances. Everything I did right, it was me. Everything I did wrong was because I was put in a bad position. But that's not what Evan said. That's kind of what people say. Like, third and one, like... Okay, bad play call. I called that. That was part of my bad list on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was
2: horrific. Evan and I talked about it live during the game. Yeah. Not allowed to try to, like, make something yeah. out of the play. But, but okay, so every quarterback's going to make mistakes, and, you know, the younger you are, probably the more mistakes you are. I think the question that people are asking is if the other things were okay.
5: Yeah.
2: Then I think I could have anybody playing quarterback. I go back
5: to the Belichick thing. Yeah. I, if I, if yeah. As long as I have a guy with a reasonable amount of, of ability and intelligence, I'm going to do all the work for him and I can be Brock Purdy. To I, have a Evan's I, point I just earlier. think
7: that right now, the biggest thing to me, like the third and one, like what
5: do you want him to do? Like, Alandon Roberts is on I hate top that of him. call. You know that. Like, I we know, talked about I, this I just, live. I hate, I'm not defending the he, anything about that play.
7: Right. I just don't know what you want him to do there. But I just
5: don't think that he can overcome anything that goes bad. That's my point.
7: Okay. But, you know. The, the ball to Hunter Henry, he's got Jalen Phillips, like, right in his face, and he throws it right staring down the barrel. Yeah, I didn't say he's
5: incapable of making any plays. I,
7: I I just think that those types of plays happen more than people give him credit for because I, I think a lot of people are just out on him. Yeah. I, and I, I think and a lot of people have already made up their mind. I
5: think a lot of people like Dan Orlovsky, who con- continues to bang the drum, I think out of pure hatred of Matt Patricia from Detroit, is – calling these plays out like this guy can't play. I'm mean, like, "Oh. Okay. Now I get it. If you make 3 NFL caliber throws, everybody that is down on him is wrong." I right. get it. I mean, like so you know, like you say that like people are predisposed to not like him. I'm not predisposed to not like him. I'm unsure of whether or not he could be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I am too. But that that's that's not a predisposition. I think there are a lot of guys that are predisposed to think that he's the man. Right. Because that's what they thought coming out of college. He was the most NFL ready. That's the way that they all viewed him. And now, no matter what happens, it's the structure's
2: fault. Well, I think for those people, like, even those people that said he's the most NFL ready said, but he's got a ceiling. But he's got a ceiling. And now those people are like, yeah, but the things that we thought that he had going for him, which was the accuracy, the, re- the recognition, you know, we're not seeing that. You know, and so I, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think, that's I, why I don't I, think I, you've seen well, poise, times, but I think yeah. the accuracy is still. Yeah. I
5: thought like that throw that Evans talking about to Hunter Henry. Oh, that
2: was a great throw. Like,
5: it was, I, I still see the, for yeah. the most part a pretty accurate pass. That's why I always. That's why
7: I keep going back to the structure and the coaching of things because accuracy, timing, anticipation, uh, processing, mental processing. These were strengths on his rookie tape, right? So like. did he all of a sudden forget how to play football no of course not like he didn't just forget how to read an underneath zone overnight or in one off season or something like that i don't know why how you get there that all of a sudden now you know he reads out a a a trips formation and he's throwing to the wrong guy I, i i don't know how we got there but with McDaniel's last year, that ball is to Nelson Aguilar. Right now, the ball is to Jacoby Myers in double coverage. Like I, I don't know how we made it to that point, but that's why I'm always harping on the fact that okay, if we come in next year, and I'm not asking for Devonte Adams and Kyle Shanahan, like can we just give him some semblance of solid foundation uh, to work with, and then he is still failing then we can have the conversation of let's let's move on and or let's find something better but i'm willing to at least give him next year that's not to say oh, that i'm
5: convinced i, I just am willing to give there's no it to way him. i'm pulling yeah. the plug after 2 years like yeah. no like there's i think too much these else. these <laughs> guys <laughs> have to be bad guys off the field and sabotage a locker room to not get 3 years as fir- first round quarterback i mean yeah. you have to give yeah. him another year
2: yeah i mean comparing last year to this year like i thought mac was okay last year um, I think that he was protected in in the way that they ran their offense, and I think he had Josh McDaniels last year. Um, you know, you ask like what what happened? Where do how, how do we get where we are? Well, the thing that's changed is yeah is who his yeah. coordinator is and who his yeah, I mean, coach is his QB coaches. Yeah, that's that that's a fact,
5: but it doesn't look into any of the whys that Evan's talking about. Now, I think Evan and I would probably disagree on some of the whys. I look at last year, there was a steady decline in I the second so. half of the season yeah. with the almighty Josh McDaniels calling a- And I gods. agree. And, and I think that had at least something to do with the fact that opposing defenses started to
2: realize that's right. what he could and couldn't do. That's right. I, they got tape on him, and, you know, I, I keep repeating it, but, it, you know, it's true. The Patriots were easy to defend. They said that last year. Not this year. Last year, they said. They're still it. easy. You know, They're a lot easier day. to defend this year right, than they were right. last Right, but what my point is that, you know, we talk about, oh, he had this great rookie season, and for a rookie quarterback, he did. And that's another part of it. I
5: think some of the same kinds of. I, I think you would have looked at a game like Sunday. But they were still easy to defend. I think you would have looked at a game like Sunday as a fantastic game for him last year because of the right. throws that Evan's talking about. Right. Now you're expecting more. Right. Like <coughs> moving the ball and scoring yeah. points. I'm a real hard grader. If you can do those things. I'll tell you that I think you played well. Yeah, and they
7: don't do yeah. those
5: things more often than not. They I, don't move it and they don't score. I think consistency is the last
7: frontier for him. Right. Because he ha- and that's what I wrote in. And after further review this week, is that I can make a, a, hitting the mic and everything. Bill Belichick over <laughs> here. I, I can make the. Uh, <laughs> I can make a cut up uh, of him throwing the ball <laughs> down the field with great accuracy and timing,
5: or Matt's back. what what
7: PFF <laughs> likes to call big time throws. Which, right now, he's got 21 of them on the year. He's actually top five in how in rate of big-time throws because he missed some games. You can't really go by the raw total. And if I told you that Mac Jones is throwing one of those big-time downfield NFL passes, if you want to call them that, as often as Aaron Rodgers is. Oh, I'd believe that. Well, Aaron Rodgers top five in the stat too. Yeah,
5: I, I believe Aaron Rodgers it, uh, took the first twelve weeks off, <laughs> <laughs>
7: or or is as often you know as uh, Josh Allen leads the league in, in the stat and is fractions ahead of Mac Jones. You would probably tell me I'm I'm crazy, but that's 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 the fact, right? That's like what we're seeing. The problem is, is that he has these stretches like the middle two quarters on Sunday where the consistency isn't there and he's not hitting layups. Right. So I, I I think that the downfield throws are great, but you got to be able to consistently hit the layups on first and 10. I I would also say like,
5: you know, to, to cherry pick a stat like that and say that he's up there with the best in the game while not acknowledging that like, well, their offenses are so much better. Like, I mean, the Bills have punted like a third of the times that the Patriots have punted this year. So, yeah, maybe Josh Allen isn't always making it with, with deep throws or whatever, big-time throws. Is it big-time throws? That, that's what I'm saying now. Maybe that- it's not always big-time throws, but they're
2: always moving the ball and they're always productive. And, and when they do that stat, do they take in the consideration the attempts? Like, okay, so he's got 21 big-time throws. What's the percentage of attempts there? well his to percentage
7: the his percentage uh the rate of which he does it is big time throws over pass attempts right so uh, to me the issue isn't the the issue isn't the high level throws down the field like he can do that all right he, he did it on sunday he he did it in the second half against cincinnati the the issue is right now with him is the layups right like hitting hunter henry in the flat and and it's first and ten and if you hit hunter henry in the flat it's now second and four but it's incomplete, so now it's 2nd and 10, right? Or that Aguilar example I gave you. Like, these, these throws are the ones, to, to Paul's point, these throws are the ones that continue drives. Like, these are drive-starting throws, or these are throws that keep you in 2nd and 3rd and manageables to continue to move the football down the field. And that's where you get into 3 and out, right? It's, it's stuffed run on 1st down, incomplete on 2nd down, incomplete on 3rd down punt, right? Because 3rd down is now 3rd and 9, Right every single time because you're not converting on first and second. So he's got to do a better job on early downs of making those easy throws, no doubt about it, and a lot of that I think came in the short part of the field in this last game, but that that, that to me is his last frontier. It's just the consistency on seeing it and accurately putting the ball on receivers Every single time he drops back to pass when there's openings in the defense. It's not always going to be open, but when there are openings in the defense, you got to hit the the bunnies, and and he's missing too many of those right now.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered.
1: Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
10: How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then, we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open-signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speedtest Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020.
11: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves. Like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra. Because they know that happiness is the key to winning. And that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
12: There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is... Is easy to play. week only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with
0: exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games we run them visit us at dean.edu
1: patriot place is the region's number one shopping dining and entertainment destination shop your favorites including vineyard vines express olympia sports petco and more enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants including six string Grillin stage scorpion bar and bar louis and don't forget about the entertainment Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
9: When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets
13: next. For
9: residential delivery only.
1: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply, terms and conditions apply, member FDIC. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G ultra wideband.
10: Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right, from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by U Speedtest Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020.
11: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs, It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
12: There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game?
0: Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu.
1: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When
9: someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only.
14: To keep their playoff hopes alive. They win against the Dolphins. Jones back on the center from the near-hash wide hash, Dropping back on second down Nate closing it, throws a long ball right for Thurken. He makes the grab, stepping yes. across the sideline, and he had it in the field of play. The snap to Jones, he's throwing it towards yes. the left the Touchdown, New England! At the near pylon!
0: We got first-quarter points, baby! Touchdown! Good! Timing by Jones, because you got a free blitzer. He reads the blitz, senses the pressure. This is old Mac Jones, vintage Mac Jones from a year ago. Free blitzer off the back foot, spins a dime, right in the flat, to Thornton, right in front of that left pylon.
14: The runner for the Dolphins is Thomas Morstead. The veteran under pressure, Hunts it away and he is hit. With a rush by the Patriots, as the ball bounds along the nearest sideline, he got clobbered by Brendan Schooler, coming right up the middle. And Brad Allen, without hesitation, dropped the flag. Was it 5 or 15? It's on last year right a last. Right into the kicker. There go. Defense number 41. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. But now McDaniel gets a do-over on fourth and one. But I mean, he's going to go for it again. So he's going to send the offense back out there. He pulls away, gives it to the upman Wilson, and he's got a first down with a bunch to the right side. He was lined up with the fullback. He barely made it, lunging across the 35. Alan Wilson, the single back. Bridgewater, two tight ends, stack right. Hill in motion right to left. Bridgewater takes the snap, swings at the hill, left left. Try to outrun the defense. Turns the corner, reaches out the football at the pylon. Did he get there for the score? He did. Touchdown, Miami. <laughs> oh, wow! Double backflip. Bridgewater drops back against the three-man rush. He's in trouble. He spins away. There you He
13: swallowed up. Thank the you. Patriots
14: get to it.
2: All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered. It's Deuce, Evan, Alex, Paul, myself, Matt in the booth, and uh, we're talking about, you know, the Patriots obviously, but um, also concerned with DeMar Hamlin's condition. And uh, there are no updates uh, from him being in critical condition, uh, which I don't like that. But that's where we are, and um, you know, we, we're not going to really talk about the Bills matchup there's no point in, in talking about that game at this point so
5: but well, we wouldn't normally anyway no we would tuesday
2: no we wouldn't but you know there's the whole the whole playoff ramifications if we win if we don't and all that it's like we we, we can leave that for now yeah. um you know let's 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 wait until we find out what's going on with Hamlin
3: Again, i could throw us into a little direction how about uh, this is totally random but Sean wade can't you can't you can't dress for this game, Sean Wade? Yeah, right? that was weird. <laughs> how does he not get? How does he not dress with the
5: injuries they have? And they, they promote two guys from the practice squad and sit him. Can I run my thing by Evan? Yeah. See if um, yeah, maybe Evan spitball a little bit. Just um, in this particular game, yeah, with the the uh, the stature of the Dolphins wide receivers, small, quick guys. That I don't really. That's not Sean Wade what is Sean? Wood? I don't know. <laughs> the larger answer is I don't that's know, a but philosophical question. I wasn't completely stunned to see him out cuz I said to myself where does he fit against L- these liability guys? liability on the field. Yeah. Yeah, now he liability. I don't think a- he every can. Every time play. they
7: put him on the field he gets burned.
5: Yeah. Every single time. I don't think he can play. That's the bigger picture. But yeah. if they had bigger receivers I could understand them saying, well, we got no choice, we got to put him out Oh there. yeah, yeah.
7: Th- that's totally fair. I uh, he played one snap against Cincinnati, gave up a touchdown. Correct. Mm. One snap, one <laughs> touchdown against Minnesota. Pretty much the same thing. Wasn't a touchdown, but he got beat coming across the field by Justin Jefferson on the like. He played like six snaps, but and, if you, and he got beat. But if you're
2: playing eighty percent zone, is doesn't that isn't that a little safer for him? I, I
7: suppose. I just when I look, it's. I think he's played 18 defensive snaps.
2: Yeah. So it's a very low exposure. It's a failed experiment.
7: But I think when I watch him yeah, play, yeah, they took a flyer on the guy. Doesn't look like an NFL player to me. Yeah. What
2: But they give up for him a fifth round,
7: pick? The fifth and a seventh.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I just it, and I'm not killing him for it because it's a minor deal. But when a team like Baltimore <coughs> gets rid of him, gets rid of him in his rookie training camp, it tells me there's something special. Negatively working against that guy. <laughs> That's Baltimore is player. <laughs> Baltimore is not a team that is poor in their talent evaluations. There's some teams that are like for them to pull the pl- you know the Raiders have had a litany of high draft picks that they've cut first and second year like they've missed you know whether it be for character reasons or otherwise. Baltimore's not one of those teams. So when Baltimore was ready to pull the plug on a I think a fifth round pick yeah a fifth round pick coming out of his rookie training camp. That's that's like unprecedented. It's it's so weird with Sean Way too.
7: So his timeline at Ohio State in 2019,
5: he was a shutdown
7: slot for them. That people, I know there's some things out there that said he was going to be first round pick. He was he was going to be a top 100 pick. He would have been taken on day two. But he was a good prospect. He comes back to Ohio State in 2020 and they had to play him on the outside because they just didn't have anybody out there. They had to move him outside. He gets injured and then Devontae Smith took his lunch money in the national championship game and he falls to the fifth round. And I think that the thought for everybody when they acquired him was, well, if they can get the 2019 player, then then maybe they have Bill something here. Bill will fix him. Right. But I-, I think what ultimately – ended up happening and, and what has shown on the field is that that national championship game against Devonte smith showed you what he looked like against an nfl receiver and that is a uh, non-competitive <laughs> so that's where we're at with
3: sean
8: wade
2: speaking of college uh, we didn't really mention any of the playoff games that happened over the don't weekend talk about it you don't want to talk about it paul, yeah, about paul, got, it? paul didn't
3: get a good look at those ones no, no. he was yeah,
8: predisposed.
2: oh bring <laughs> <laughs> you know, your distra- tv <laughs> like i did. <do. laughs> Yeah,
8: yeah,
5: that's only. Do that at someone's wedding, Fred? It's only a special kind of person that would bring a TV (laughs) to someone's wedding. (laughs) I only used it during the reception. (laughs) It was my wedding, (laughs) not during
9: the ceremony.
5: (laughs) Do you Uh, take this woman and it's popped (laughs) up? So I saw the first half of the Michigan TCU game, and that's it. Yeah, you know. So the good news is, you know, it wasn't like there were two good games or anything that I missed.
2: Do you think that this Georgia quarterback's any good? No, I don't. Stetson Bennett. Yeah. First a of all, he's 100 of a years, years old. Quarterback. Well, yeah. I, yeah, we, we don't have ageism here. I mean, that's fine. But, no, but it, what I'm saying like, he's TCU like three years older than Lamar on. Jackson. I, I know. What <laughs> about the Michigan kid? We, <laughs> got a, we got a soft spot for Michigan
3: guys around here, don't we? <sighs>
7: No? The TCU quarterback is growing on me a little bit. Don't let Barth hear that though, because I've been bashing the kid all year. But uh oh, he's a gamer. Yeah, but he's not Steph- an NFL guy. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. But probably he—he'll probably end up being a day three pick just because of the the
5: playoff yeah. performance. Someone will keep him around as a third stringer because he's yeah scrappy.
7: Yeah. Now their receiver Quentin Johnson is going to be a first round pick. Good player and i have tons of reservations about him here just cuz he's not a route runner uh he's not somebody that is going to create a ton of separation um but he runs away <laughs> from people
5: and he won't fit in
3: here <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, not what we need what we need stop he's it Paul. A, i don't care for your tone he's
7: a he's a beast uh no he's a good player kind of mike evansy i like that
5: team i like that team is uh I think they have more talent than they're given credit for. I think they're like this. Scra- you think they're they got a shot. They're a Big Twelve team. It's not like yeah, yeah. you know
2: that they're you know coming out of nowhere. They they're they're pretty good. Somebody yeah. I, I was listening to somebody on the radio, some old guy, and he's like you know, in the business, not not just a talking ha- uh, caller. And he was like you know, oh TCU's definitely got a shot. They're bigger and faster than Georgia. Definitely and I'm not like, sure. Really, who's bigger than Georgia? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I much, Ge- that's Georgia's thing—is they beat they, the hell out of you. They might be faster. I think
7: TCU has a chance in a shootout against Georgia because I think they have the better offense. But that Georgia defense, yeah. their defensive line is like some NFL teams. If you swapped out Georgia's <laughs> defensive line, they'd probably improve. But it's am- like Jalen Carter is one of the best prospects on the D line in a while. It's
5: amazing that they they lost like the entire defense. Yeah. And just turned it over to a unit that's every bit as good. Yeah.
7: Oh, and the Kirby's a great. Yeah. He's great on that side of the ball too. Try to get
5: him for a coach's clinic. Hmm. Yeah. Is that coming back? Over oh, was back oh, last year? Oh right? yeah. yeah. He's a Belichick we're guy. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. You get the Holy Cross guys coming back. Yeah. Oh, he's there. Then he's out. Then he's a Belichick guy. He'll, yeah. He'll ask Bill. Bill's yeah. like Ho- Holy no. Cross will be there. Yeah. We get well, th- to, th- to, that.
7: to that point, a lot of what Georgia runs, we run here. So if, when Kirby goes to these coaching clinics and stuff, and they put it on YouTube. I always watch his presentations because he's just breaking down the Patriots defense for everybody.
2: So, yeah, Bill might, might say no to that. All right. Uh, 855 right, 500 is the ace ticket hotline. Webradio at patriots.com is the email address. Let's get to some of the emails. <coughs> Excuse me. At webradio at Tyler writes in um, I was hoping you guys could explain this new forward progress rule that stopped the fumble <laughs> on the Dolphins' first drive. <laughs> see, seems pretty neat and would have been nice <laughs> if it existed when Ramondre fumbled against the Bengals. It's a terrible call. Yep.
5: Terrible, terrible call. Instant.
2: See, <laughs> They were both bad see, it's, calls. It's very easy. Well,
5: I, wait, well, wait. One which, was which one? One. a bad non-call and one was a bad call. No, I think this one was an egregiously bad call. Yeah. Like this. Oh, this it was terrible. Raheem Mostert was, he got hit and kind of broke the first tackle and got hit a second time. Right. It was just. Um, it was
2: not forward progress. Not
5: even close. And it's very easy when you see a bad call to call it out. You guys should take a lesson to that.
2: <laughs> oh, what? Ouch! I, I don't know what he's talking about. It's a <laughs> bad
5: call, <laughs> is what it was. Yeah. And it's not a new rule. That was a rough he's, start he was to the game. Terrible, terrible call. Yeah, like it was as bad a call as you'll see all year. It's like, a that rough start a to that game for the high. officiating yeah crew. sarah thomas not her uh shining <laughs> moment flipping yeah. coins on the <laughs> sideline <laughs> on in and out of bounds
2: um Sulman in the bay area writes in i watched the game live he's talking about last night of course and it was very scary to see it unfold when i saw the look on Diggs and Allen's face i immediately knew this was dire this was prior to joe buck announcing cpr was administered i kept checking twitter Last night to see if there are any updates. My thoughts are with Hamlin, his family, and teammates. Hard to turn the page and talk football, so I'll leave my thoughts from Sunday's game off for now. Yeah, well said. Yep,
3: it is. It's, a, it's just a weird after all the whole season, and you feel like things were kind of building to a climax, and now it's just—I I feel like, like I'm, like I'm in the middle of the off season. You know, it
5: right was like now.
2: appointment television <laughs> yeah. last it night. Really I mean, was. and it really—it looked like it was going to be a good game. I was started. Yeah. You know,
5: yeah. I. I I started watching the game, and I was, you know, I was a little into it. And then, you know, I, uh, you know, you have two of the best teams in football playing late in the year. It's almost like you're saying it's a shame that they're playing now. Like, yeah. I'd rather see this game in like three weeks, in like the conference championship or something I like think that. You might. <laughs> well, I don't know about that now, but I, I like I rea- I have serious reservations of what this rest of the season is going to look like. Period for
2: everybody, wow. but especially Buffalo, Alex and Raleigh. First of all, prayers out to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Uh, My question for you all is about the health and safety of players. There's been a lot of talk about the safety of players the last few years and how there are efforts to make the game safer. However, given the amount of concussions, turf injuries, and what happened last night, I don't recall a season where this was this much of severe injuries around the league. In your opinion, do you think the game is getting safer? What can be done to protect the players and their families who suffer from the aftermath of playing long careers? Again, this particular thing that happened last night—it yeah. it's not a football injury, and in,
5: in it's not those things that he's talking about are, are actually all down. I yeah, mean, the yeah. It just in terms of strict data. Yeah, mm-hmm. like concussions and whatnot, and uh, the turf-related injuries. I, you know, yeah. maybe it's wrong. Maybe they're the NFL is propagating
2: us. Uh, you know, like <laughs> they want to do, but the numbers say that they're down. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick has a. Interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. the answer. He says, they were saying uh, one of the good things about Hamlin's injury was the stadium was only two miles yeah. from a level one trauma center. Has that ever been a concern at Gillette Stadium, which is sort of halfway between Boston huh. and Providence?
3: That's interesting. There, was, there used to be a hospital in Norwood. I think it, I think it went
2: under, though. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, they've got the yeah, whole medical med- center here now, but it's not a level yeah. one trauma. Yeah, there are hospitals yeah. that are close. to are probably on a, You're Boston. looking at a helicopter. Flight. Yeah, how yeah. quick yeah. would a
4: flight, uh, med flight, be to yeah. Mass General? So
2: Milford, Milford Hospital is that level one? I don't
5: think mm-hmm. any of those hospitals
2: would mm-hmm. have that kind of uh, equipment. We
4: that got the kind of helicopter pad They do have the helicopter pad. You could yeah. get a
5: med flight in five minutes. Yeah. That
7: Cincinnati hospital, though, that it's a good place for him to be. That's, a, yeah, that's
5: one of the best hospitals. hospitals in the country. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I did see, you know, uh, Dr. Chow, the former Chargers, yes. uh, who's really good at sort of diagnosing injuries off of TV, um, and he did make a point, and I, and I heard a couple of doctors actually say similar things when I was watching the news later, and he said, you know, obviously not an ideal situation, but other than an actual hospital where he collapsed – is probably as good a place as he could have possibly collapsed. Yeah. So medical professionals all over the right, place with all the field, with the proper equipment properly trained. Ready to go. The people that were administering yeah. the CPR, you know, uh, are you know, they've done it before. Yeah. You could argue
4: yeah. that even some hospitals it's probably better to happen on yeah. the field with right. just some of the best of the best training and medical stuff.
5: Yep. So, what did you guys think overall like of the the coverage? Like ESPN. I think they did the best they yeah. could do. Yes. I mean, I thought, that's how I kind of felt too. I, I yeah. actually was impressed. I thought they did a really good job. I, I it, It's hard, I, and I could nitpick yeah. a million different things that pretty much every one of them said. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, but I thought they did a pretty good job I, under I'm those. I'm different glad different they styles. stuck Especially. with it
2: rather than, all right, let's go Nip-pick to USC him. women's volleyball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you know, know, good. I, I think did I think you f- needed to – because we're all like – we're, we're living this with them, and yeah. we, you know, as as a viewer, you want them to stick with it. You know, you you're like, okay, I need the to com- know. The
5: commercials were killing me. Yeah, the yeah. commercials, yeah. and are, I know why it, they yeah. were doing. I that. know they kept <laughs> running Dead the same air. ones.
3: Uh, was it Susie Colbert that came on then with uh, with with Booger, Booger McFarland? Uh, I mean, he, he yeah. wanted no part yeah, of yeah, it. I know, I know. Wanted, I, I just I felt but I for thought him. Booger and Ryan Clark yeah. were
5: really really good. They were just like the raw emotion of a former player. Um and then Ryan Clark having the the unique perspective of his condition that prevented right. him from being able to
2: play in Denver. Yep. Well, uh, I think Ryan Clark was amazing. Like Booger, though. Like I know you don't want to talk about it, but you gotta. I know. I you know you talk tell, about it. And I thought
3: yeah. Susie Colbert did a good job of just slowing it down and you know yeah. understanding he wasn't comfortable jumping right into something. And you know, I I, I mean, it's just it's a really difficult situation. And, and
2: Schefter was, you know. He, oh God, he, was, he was insufferable. I would, like I he, just was, <laughs> he would put the phone away. <laughs> he he was you know, like, rent, again, he, I could nitpick w- on something was on everything. Neutralized though. Like yeah. usually he's the guy. Okay, when you turn to Schefter, he's giving you what he heard. And yeah. there was nothing to be heard. Like so. he, kept,
5: he kept looking at his phone, and I was like, no, please, please do not do this. Yeah. Do not deliver this news that yeah. we're all dread. Oh, I know. As he's kept looking at his phone, I, I know. Like, yeah. like I said, I could nitpick something that everybody did or said throughout. Yeah. But I thought as a whole. I thought ESPN – and those guys, they're, they're all sports, you know, and they all said it. Like, you know, we,
2: we, we get into sports. We're covered, like, Lisa Salters? Yeah. Right. Excellent. Excellent,
7: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. She was the best.
2: Well, and, and Excellent. You know, like, she's a good example of, like, when you witness something like that, it rattles you. Yeah. You know, and she, she held it together, but you could tell, like –
5: But she was giving you some really yeah. interesting stuff, like, under the stands and without being intrusive, yeah. without making herself part of the story, which I thought – Some of the other reporters that sort of came in the aftermath, I thought it was about them a little bit. That Coley Harvey was one of them. I thought, you know, I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah, Yeah, I don't care. Twitter was insufferable.
4: I don't care. I don't care where you live.
2: And I guess, you know, in today's age, you got to give credit to the fans that were at the game. You know? Like, they all, like, I never saw a more quiet stadium. And then when it was announced, the suspension, like, they just left. Fans showed know? up to the hospital.
7: Yeah. yeah. They said that it was so quiet. Uh, actually, I was texting with Traggs last night because he was at the game and uh, covering the from the Bengals, and, and he said it was so quiet in the stadium when they were taking him off in the ambulance that you could hear the sirens going all the way to the hospital because you could just hear a pin drop in, in yeah. the stadium. And um, I just look at it from God forbid! What if it was one of the guys in this locker room that I'm around all the time and covering it as a beat reporter? I, I just don't know how. A, I, I wouldn't know how to capture something like that. But B, I don't even know how you you go about doing your job. Right. So I really commend all these uh, people that were there that that did their job to the best of their ability because I, I know if you know. A guy like demar hamlin for a lot of these reporters you speak to him at least once a week if not if not more and you see him in the locker room all the time and and he's walking around and and you maybe chat with him and stuff like that on the side or whatever and, and to have this happen to somebody like that it That's personal it's like, for you it's I mean, personal it's, yeah. it is i'm not going to say that they're friends of ours but it's no. it's, it's it's somebody but that you talk you, to somebody you yeah. know yeah. like marquise personal, hill
4: I mean, yeah. even with how things went down in Vegas with Jacoby, like I wanted to cry for, or yeah. Arizona rather, whatever game it was. Like, Vegas, I oh, felt, Vegas. Yeah. thank you. I felt so bad for him, even from something as trivial as that. So to put it in a life and death situation, right. it's yeah, you don't,
2: you know, you feel for them. Uh, Alexander writes in: uh, Let's hope for the best with the Bill situation. Having witnessed CPR in person on a loved one, Ooh. it stayed in my mind for a long time. Regarding the Patriots, are you guys getting Nikhil Harry vibes from Thornton? <laughs> Sometimes the eye test is accurate, and I'm worried his lanky, loose, stumbling style is not going to be a good thing going forward.
3: I don't I don't see I mean I, I have definitely have concerns. I thought he had a pretty nice little bounce back game last week. I don't think he's in the I mean, we can talk about what his issues are. I think they're different issues than what Nikhil Harry had. Yeah, I agree with that. You know,
5: different issues. Yeah. I mean yeah. not like stiff you know, can't run. It's almost the opposite. Can't separate. But Evan was on something about him early in the season that I think is getting more and more apparent, and that's his, like his footwork on or around the sidelines. Like, I don't think that that was an impossible catch in the end zone. I Made it look like it the, the, And I don't <laughs> think it was an impossible catch that he ended up getting credit for in the sidelines.
7: Yeah, you know? I, I don't – that to me has been a problem – with multiple receivers on this team, I would say, or those, like, drop-it-in-the-bucket throws, like, that's one of those, like, he's got plenty of room to get his feet in bounds.
5: Plenty. Like, I thought the it, throw deep to him early in the game, the 29-yarder, yeah. was a near-perfect throw from Mac yeah. that he made look ridiculously hard. Oh, right.
7: It, 100%. And that one bugged me a little bit, because the one in the end zone, the defender goes... Goes Flash, right across his face. Line of vision, and yeah. so he just is, is throwing his hands up and trying to catch it. But uh, Nelson Aguilar had one a couple of weeks ago, same thing, where he's it drops in the bucket on him, and he just doesn't get his feet in bounds. You know, and, and that working of the sideline is a skill. You know, that's something that they have to you work. Was pretty
5: good him. at it, Parker. And yeah. you would think that yeah. out of th- that group, not that he's not an elite athlete, because obviously right. he is. He was, I mean, he was like First the eleventh. It was yeah. like the eleventh pick overall. Like, but. I wouldn't think of him in the same kind of, you know, fluid athlete kind of nature as Thornton yeah. and Agalor, yeah. but he's really good at those those sideline throws. Yeah, I and just you, think you, that you, his. You, you disagree? With no, that?
3: I do. It's just oh. interesting how guys are. You know, like you try to put guys in a box, and, and you don't really know. Like it's just it's weird the the permutations between different players, even though yeah. like nobody's this, exactly the same. I have my concerns about Thornton.
5: I mean, he the fact that he got hurt coming out of camp and missed the first month. Is sticking in my mind, and I'm giving him that out. And I, I, as, like, that as he's, we move I like that he's playing
3: a lot now. Like I like that yeah, they're at least giving him the experience. He's lot. not like, producing, but I, I'm, I'm looking now as are we setting up for something next year? He's getting some experience. At least it's well, not a lost year like Harry. He's had. the
5: only guy guaranteed to be back in that in that yeah. group. Yeah,
7: I'll say this: the quarterback likes throwing him the ball. And oh, quarterbacks yeah. love throwing fast guys the ball in general, but I do think that for Mac, uh, he gives not that he's the same type of player, but Mac played with a lot of those finesse, speed type of receivers at Alabama, and, and I think that he gives him some of those those vibes. And I just would like to see Thornton in particular from a usage standpoint in this game, I thought they did a better job of it. But when you pit him against the bound, the sideline against the boundary and just have him beat press coverage, that's mm. not his game, right? He gets smothered at the line of scrimmage or he gets pushed into the sideline where there's no throw to be made by the quarterback. But in this game, you know the big catch on the opening drive. They motion him at the snap, and then they line him up tight to the formation, and they give him that room to run into the sideline. and Then they hit him up the seam, you know, running out of the slot, like getting him away from physical coverage and bringing him in motion, playing him out of the slot. Like I think those are things that they can do to let him use
3: that speed because he's just a fast guy. Like that's, that's what's interesting about him is that. Like, they always seem to put a premium on blocking, and that was a big thing with Harry. And it doesn't seem like... And and I'm not saying it's wrong that they should, but it doesn't seem like you're ever going to plan on getting any blocking out of Thornton. You know, like, it's just interesting. Like, I I, I think I like the direction, but at the same time, like, you see him like Evan said, against man, and all of a sudden the guy just goes, boom, and Thornton's just, ah, you know, yeah. like like 160 pounds soaking wet. Uh, I think, I mean, I think he's got to put on some weight and, like you guys said, refine some of the footwork. But, I I mean, I'll be interested to see him in camp next year. Let's so see what he got. Got to uh,
7: hold the red line a little bit better. Like, on the throw in the end zone, when he throws it, he kind of throws like a fade to him in the end zone. He gets bumped off the route. And I, it looked like they may have gotten their feet tangled a little bit. But I, I just, those it's are, those a are, stiff wind. Those are plays that like really good <laughs> vertical receivers, they find a way to keep themselves moving, right? Like they don't get bumped off the route. And available. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes I see that a little bit with him is that he, he's, he fades on the route because he gets bumped off of it.
2: Uh, Jack uh, in Stoughton, a uh, little buy sell game for 2023. You yeah. Ready? I yeah, yeah. Could use a game. Like uh, buy or sell. Judon has 13 sacks in 2023, and Uche comes back to add another 10 sacks. Buy or sell that. Sure, I'd buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Why not? Eh. Uh, Buy or sell. Kendrick Bourne emerges as a key part of the offense and has consistent production similar to his first year with the Patriots. In 23? Yeah, I'm selling. Sell. Sell that one.
7: Can I interrupt this for a second? Uh We have have an update. So Bill's Bengals is not going to be played this week. Uh, the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. So it sounds like as of right now, if they find a way to fit Bills-Bengals in, it'll be later on. And I think as of right now, the league is planning on paying Patriots bills on Sunday.
5: And that's from NFL the NFL okay. yeah. Um I think that is... I think that's the only real yeah. course of action. I, you know, we, this morning we were talking. Someone had put something out about the Bills and Bengals possibly playing within forty-eight hours. I, I thought there was a zero percent chance of yeah. that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. I, I just didn't think it made any sense. First and foremost, emotionally, for both teams. Both teams were on the field last night, seeing that. Right. Um. But then, when do you, like? How do you then? If you just want to take the emotion and the hum- humanity out of it, how do you then ask them to play, say Wednesday or Thursday, Somebody, and so then again on Sunday? You can't
2: be concerned with player health and do that. No, period. Forget about you know uh, Hamlin's injury. You, if you're worried about player safety, you can't make them pl- play like that. It's just it's yeah. not right. because yeah, that's health. Yeah, that, that's a health issue. That's a mental right. health this issue. Right. This is this is not the type of game you can do that.
5: And they still have to decide.
3: I I
2: have problems with the Thursday game. You know, (laughs) I mean, you know,
3: they're still going to have to decide when the Bengals Ravens game was, though. That was the one that was still TBD based on my guess is
5: that will be 425 now. That because I mean, you could go through all the different, you know, permutations. I, I think that if Cincinnati had lost, then that takes them out of the. They don't need, they wouldn't have needed to be in that window with Buffalo. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, And I think they probably want it to be a 425 game just to add a 425 game to the mix. But who knows? But it's Sunday anyway.
7: uh, So the Bills just tweeted, Demar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. So he's still in critical, according to Buffalo. All
2: right. Uh, Continuing with the buy or sell. Uh, Mac has more than 15 touchdowns, but throws at least 10 interceptions.
8: Oh.
2: N- this is well, next that's year. That's a twofer. I, next year. Not, I, I, I uh, will
5: buy that. I'll buy that. If he doesn't, of like, he doesn't do that. Then don't make it. Don't even ten. get
2: through all the all the way through the third year if he doesn't throw 15 touchdowns. Right. Uh, buy or sell? Paul and Fred get into several arguments about buy. how the team is actually better buy. than <laughs> what was their record that their record showed. <laughs> Buying. That's always a buy.
4: And investing in the <laughs> stock. <laughs>
2: You're bullish on it. Put it in the market. Paul has just left. That He's was just a, gone.
7: That was a great no. head nod, though, by Paul on the, the, the way He's going to
2: the fridge out.
4: to get more Pepsi.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Yemi in Texas writes in, Last week your discussion was about Derek Carr coming to the Patriots, but what if Josh McDaniels wants to trade for Mac Jones, would you do it?
3: Trade Derek Carr, not with that con- – Not I mean, what, they pick up his option and then we take on a humongous Derek Carr contract and give – uh, I
2: wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, there Derek was a time is. where I would, yeah. but not now. I don't I mean, understand. 2020,
3: 2020 would have done it, right? Yeah. Or
2: what was he Was, was he a free agent? No. Yeah. I forget. Uh, he says, I would. Yeah, he says, I just don't yeah, think he's good enough. I'm also interested to see how he would do with more weapons and a better O.C.
7: So he's not good enough, but with better weapons and a good OC, he might be good (laughs) enough.
2: (laughs) Just resigned to never have to. Can I just pass on both? Sure.
7: I just don't understand the Derek Carr thing. Like, to me, Derek Carr and Mac Jones are like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing (laughs) at each other. And now we're going to take the more expensive older one?
2: Yeah, right. I I just. I think Derek Carr has more physical talent than Mac. Mm.
7: Whenever I watch Derek Carr, I just think of vanilla ice cream. It's just like this guy uh, just doesn't add anything of any substance to, to yeah. the offense, right? Like it's just – if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not, and then the play is over, which is like exactly how I feel about Mac. So I just don't know why would you take the thirty million one one at what, like 32, 33 years old when you have the 25-year-old uh, one at $4.5 million. Bookie deal.
2: Um, Andrew in L.A. Um, says – you know, about our earlier conversation about Mac and, you know, who's, who's to blame and all that. He says, geez, I really wish I could take as little accountability as Mac Jones and Bill Belichick have been asked to take in their careers. It's always another person's fault, and the media makes sure you know it, too. They all have their gestures in front of them giving every reason in the book except that they're not good enough.
3: Well, I don't know about Yeah, not here.
2: Yeah. I, here, I, I feel think like think I'm I didn't think I sent that email to, yeah. this, to the show. I thought that went to one of my friends. Sorry. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, Paul. <laughs> um, let's see. Shoddy in Houston. The reason most people are not too happy with Mac is his lack of leadership. It's been two full seasons. We have not seen him lead the team himself to victories, minus that one fluke at Houston last year. He owes his defense for about 90% of his wins, and never once has he stepped up and returned the favor. All of this... To add with the mediocre talent and lack of ability to extend plays means he'll never be a top ten quarterback well i mean is
3: is he talking about leadership or is he talking about win a game at, at with at the end that you were down I, I mean he's talking about more you know i think more of that right yeah. like he wants to see a comeback win and uh i mean I don't know last week wasn't it, but it was in the vicinity of it I, maybe. It's, I mean, he also did give Last them, week was in the vicinity. I mean, he had a, he had a, a drive, a touchdown drive at the when end of the game. When they were winning. Well, but they needed it, right, ultimately. Right, if you say
5: so.
7: I'm not trying to – I'm pro-defense here just for the record, but he did give them the lead in Vegas. Just saying. 24-17. Oh.
5: Did he? Yeah. What do you mean Did he? Oh, I, I thought the I thought the game winning touchdown was a forty yard run. But that Wait, is how, how, nitpicking. Did
7: we, how did we set up the forty yard run with a forty yard pass? So we, we you know, is, is he did Tom Brady never have a running game? Like I, I mean,
5: if 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 all we're doing for like this like miracle comeback is <laughs> like the defense scores a touchdown and then I can and I can score one touchdown and I can get a come from behind win, he has about twelve of those. Who is credit? If all you have to do is score a touchdown every week, because that's all he ever does. I just don't know. They don't score. They do not score points when he's on the field. That's why people are questioning him. It's not that that hard
7: to crack the code. It's not why people are questioning him, though. If that's why people were questioning him, then I wouldn't have any problem with it. The reason why people are questioning him is because he doesn't look pretty playing football.
5: You know why he doesn't look pretty playing football? Because
7: they don't move said football <laughs> into the end zone. No, it's the it's the take. take. That that's why. It's because oh his body no, language is wrong. bad. And I get it. And everybody's doing... wrong. I'm not but saying they don't
5: wrong. move the ball. I'm saying that if that was everybody's if argument, if he did then move I could the ball, people would put up with the douchiness. I feel like they, they, they did it for Brady. Did it for
4: Brady, yeah.
3: I think it's both for me. I don't like either part of it. <laughs>
2: Uh, David, and you Beth- hate it more than most. Uh, I do. <laughs> David and Bethlehem. Why doesn't Matt get more time? Watching Stidham last week, it seemed he had better blocking protection. Oh at my God, Stidham ran for his life that and a, whole game. And at least a half a second more for lo- long routes to develop. This is unbelievable. Are badly run routes a big problem? As it seems to me, both of the interceptions were the result of
5: pressure. One got batted in his face, and the other one he got hit as he threw. He ran around like so he ran he gets for like the excuses. <laughs> You know what I think of Stidham, <laughs> 0.0. 0. Just I just up. go back to 2020, and I see Cam Newton getting trotted out there every week after they were eliminated. I think it was coaching negligence not to find out if the backup quarterback that you drafted could play. I think especially,
2: I think that, that, that was position.
7: negligent. Because yeah. Yeah. it wasn't like Cam was going to be the long-term answer. right? right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole thing, that's another one where – Hopefully someday we'll find out what was going on that year with Cam because Bill was so over the top protective of Cam and Cam ego. was
5: so right. over the top protective of Belichick.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think
5: that's another that's another one that's not the Da Vinci Code.
3: Yeah, well, do you, do you think how much of it reflects on Stidham? I mean, how Bill felt about Stidham, the injury. No, I mean, maybe I, they just didn't. Uh, they, maybe yeah. they hated Stidham and don't more you think than they. And
4: that's why well. the Derek Carr thing is so weird because mm-hmm. McDaniel's was. Had no issue. Like
3: maybe McDaniel's
5: was like, "Can we just give him a chance?" Let, let's, yeah. let's 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 uh, approach this for a second because I think it's really interesting. Now, maybe I'm a thousand percent wrong. Maybe Stidham's good. Maybe he can play a little. How would you feel <laughs> if he ended up being, say, Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins Darn. for the next five years? I'd be pissed. And don't you think that? Bill should be, like, roundly criticized for that? Because, I the guy because he had of the, the audacity to go to a wedding in the offseason. Oh. That's supposedly why that he fell out of favor it. here.
3: <laughs> that's what I mean. Is there something stupid like, like Does that, that. Like does that like sound like, like a sound
5: reason to give up on a draft pick? No. Uh, He's not tough enough. He won't compete. Do you remember that? Yeah, what was, like, He the won't compete thing for the way. job, like remember? Like he had he oh, I got a hip. He, like he a won't
3: compete for the job. Like. yeah. We're just, gonna, comp- we're just going to get the, rid of him.
7: The trade
5: compensation is what I would second guess more than anything. I think all of it's worth second guessing. He I was healthy know. enough to be on the field in 2020. That, you were eliminated yeah, and you wouldn't play him. What yeah. if he did what he did on Sunday for the last? No, no, no. But yeah, then do you seriously. go to the
7: next season and like do you pass on Mac
5: Jones in the first round mm-hmm. because of
7: that? Like it's something to think about.
5: Well, maybe <sighs> I don't have to take a quarterback because if I don't really love a quarterback, I have one that played three good yeah. games for me.
7: I guess I don't know. I just
5: no again. Well, you and I, I well, let's, you, you and I are no, coming I, from the no, same spot with no, Stidham. We don't believe in no, Stidham. No, but let's yeah, let's, let's play
2: just, that through. Let's just say you can, you kept Stidham and you still drafted Mac and yeah. everything else happened the same way. But instead of bringing in Bailey Zappi, you're bringing in Jared Stidham. Maybe now you you have more of a tendency to stick with Stidham. You know, I just I don't know.
7: I think that if he had came into that season in 2020 and played well at the end of the year and then you put any stock into that one and i agree that they should have played him i'm not saying he No they i should, know you do but, yeah. but we have talked about this it, off air if they if they put any stock into that then i think you're doing yourself a disservice honestly because we probably would have gone into that year with like Stidham and maybe like Davis Mills on the roster yeah. and if you had davis mills then i guess i can talk myself into it at least you addressed it but i think you're just kicking the can down the road of, of eventually taking a corner more than the likely yeah
5: more than likely stidham at best would be a bridge guy right now i personally think that's what you have so again i'm going to open up the possibility that i'm wrong and stidham is better than that and you missed out on an opportunity for what like what did you have to lose Right. Like, you just decided you didn't like no, him because I, you didn't compete the I, way you I thought go, he should I go back be.
2: to this strange relationship with Bill and Cam. Like, you know, uh, Bill, like, I don't know if it was an agreement. Like, while I'm here, I'm going to be the starter or whatever. But Bill protected his ego like I've never seen him do for any other yeah. player. No, yeah, but yeah. If Stidham ends it, up being what you and I kind of think he is, and, yeah. you know,
5: maybe Mackish at best. Oh, boy. At best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, maybe not even as good as Mac. Then what's the difference? <laughs> who cares? Right. No. You know, I, but, like, what if yeah. he's good?
3: I, I just think it signs uh, a, a, a light, too, d- on Josh clearly, like Jared Stidham, right? He brought him to the Raiders. He was willing him to give it a, a shot now. Yeah. What, was,
5: what was his relationship like with
3: Cam yeah. and, and what's I, Bill and Stidham's And I always and think of that as
5: different. I think that's good business for a coach who goes somewhere. If you have an opportunity to get, like, a backup quarterback that knows your system, that's a that, that's good business. Like and it's you know good to have a guy. Right. You know the quarterback, yeah. the quarterback knows your system. It's like a, a basketball coach that has a, you know, like a specific system and he gets his point guard like, you know, I know he can run my offense, yeah, you right. know. I think that makes sense, but I, again, I'm just saying, what if uh, remote possibility here. I know this rarely happens, but what if I'm wrong? And Stidham is really good. Like right. no one's going to look at that any differently oh, and say he was on the team for a couple of years and you wouldn't give him a chance because Cam yeah, Newton had a careful,
11: play. Careful, Betty loves. It's them.
5: Cam
3: Newton. Betty loves coming for you.
7: Um, it's also in that camp, which was a bizarre camp because <laughs> it was the middle of COVID. But <laughs> I was lucky enough to watch most of those practice practices, and the best thrower of the football in that camp was Jared Stidham. Like, and that's not like going out on a limb. Like Cam Newton didn't throw the ball well all year, so the best thrower in camp. <laughs> was was Jared Stidham, but yeah. towards the end of camp, especially once they got pads on and they were really starting to, you could see the run game advantages to playing Cam, and that's sort of when the offense you were like, okay, I mean, this isn't going to be good,
5: but there's a method here, right? Like there there is yeah. something. The you fact could that do they here. gave Cam a shot, yeah. I don't have a problem. Right? I was very excited when they got Cam. Fred will tell you. Oh yeah, we were did. all like, they just signed Cam Newton. Fred, Fred Fred yeah. called me on a Sunday night in July, and I was like, you know, normally. July, what am I doing? I'm on the deck. Dying, I'm nervous. drinking. Yeah. I was <laughs> jacked up. I'm writing this like analysis piece on Cam Newton coming in. Cam we never get guys like that. Cam <laughs> Newton he was, he was Where done. were we
3: at at that point though. Were we really was like it, in June being it, like I think it was Jared like. The, I think it was, the, going, end, I, I think no, it was the end. of was the end of
5: June, beginning of a yeah. yeah, but of a but bit of a It was of a late July point
3: of a little bit of the little of team building were of and little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit a little bit not we a a I
7: do
5: still watch <laughs> the news. No, that was, it. Did, that was does Eric. Yeah, know. Eric was on it's, vacation. That was the <laughs> origin of that quote. <laughs> Ev, uh, Eric was on vacation and we had a big debate <laughs> as to whether or not Eric
2: knew that we signed Cam Newton. <laughs> when he came back, was it going to be news to him?
7: I remember at the end of that camp, too, a lot of us that were there at those practices were having discussions of – like, could they college quarterback this and have cam like yeah. a cam run package Pass, and Jared Sitton uh, you know, uh, not the platoon that we saw against Chicago, but like a, a situational, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. this is our passing quarterback. This is our running quarterback because it it really it wasn't like Jared Siddham was throwing the ball over the yard. Don't get me wrong, but it was he was definitely the better passer out of the two.
2: Uh, Spee and Fresno again. How many of Mac's so-called big-time throws are born out of necessity or desperation as opposed to opportunities or favorable matchups? I wonder if, for Mac, relative to Rodgers, those shots are more likely to come on third or fourth in too long.
7: Well, his two big-time throws on Sunday were the one to Hunter Henry, which was third and six, and the one to Jacoby Myers,
5: which was third and medium as well. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, they weren't des- they weren't desperation on Sunday. I, no. I I think there have been some that he hit like like Miami in the first game of the year. He threw a bomb to Bourne. Yeah. That, you know they're down a million points in the fourth. Yeah, quarter he threw right
7: four against Cincinnati. Uh, the yeah. one along the sideline to Bourne. The seam splitter to Bourne. The touchdown to Bourne. 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 <laughs>
2: All of them to Bourne. Uh, Kristen and Houston. How many of these quarterbacks would you say performed as well or better than Mac this week? Josh Dobbs. He did not play as well. David Blau, uh, he played pretty well. Da- Teddy Bridgewater, oh, well off.
5: Oh, he uh, his no. Finger. Bridgewater, well, no. Gardner
2: Minshew, terrible. Brock Purdy, he played better than Max. Jarrett Stidham, he played better than Max. Tyler Huntley, no. I don't mean this to be as an indictment on Mac per se. If anything, I'm frustrated that other teams' offenses can still resemble NFL offenses with backups when ours looks like Foxborough High with a starter. Yeah, now, I don't think all
5: of those offenses looked like NFL offenses that you just rattled off. Tennessee, Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, those d- looked like anything but NFL offenses.
2: Okay. Miami didn't look like an NFL offense with their backup quarterback. Did? Yeah. Uh, Chad Atlanta, I haven't seen any updates on Jonathan Jones and his injury in the Dolphins game or Marcus Jones. And what about Jack Jones? If Jonathan Jones can't go, could Jack Jones play? Jack Jones is out for of the year. He's, he's, on, he's IR. on IR. I know a lot of people, including myself, were very high on Jack Jones in general. Are we missing him in the secondary, or was he good enough yet to be missed? Are we talking about Marcus Jones? Oh, no, Jack. Jack, Jack we, Jones, you missed We missing. definitely
5: missed him last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's played very well, but you i mean—you certainly missed miss the depth, and you yeah. had to take two guys off the practice squad. So would I rather have Jack Jones than uh, help me out? No, Tay Hayes. Tay Hayes. Tay Hayes. 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 I was going to go Davis. <laughs> so I'm Davis. glad I asked for help from the crowd. <laughs> Tay <Te laughs> <Te laughs> Hayes actually,
7: I'm not going to say he played like he's a good player because I have no idea. He played 24 snaps. But he had a pretty good feel for what they were doing. Defensively, in a game where they did use some game plan wrinkle calls, so I, I was impressed by the fact that he absorbed as much information
2: as he did in a short period of time. So I, I want to give him credit for that. Okay, Eric writes in, um, long time listener, first time emailer. One thing I haven't seen mentioned too much is how the Patriots would not have made the playoffs last year if not for adding the seventh seed. Maybe it's stupid to talk about hypothetical scenarios. That's since not true. They since were the
5: sixth seed last year. I
2: think. Yeah. Since Does if I, you change one thing, that? it will change other things. But how I, do you think, think your I, view of the Patriots over the last couple six. of seasons would change if not for expanding the playoffs?
5: Yeah, I think the expanding of the playoffs is an issue. But I, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Raiders were five, the Patriots
2: were six, and the Steelers were seven. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, know people. The Patriots were six. I, mean, Paul, I know right. people don't like the seventh team now. Get ready for eight <laughs> because that's where they're going, right? Oh. Isn't it make sense that they're going to have eight with no buys or two but buys. with no buys? No buys. Well,
7: I think what was interesting was uh, that a lot of these games, even this past Sunday, because th- if this was, you know, not it was 16 playoff, the AFC's already decided besides the AFC South. So all these games that mattered this past week only mattered because of the seventh seed, right? So. In that respect, it did add at least some meaningful games yeah. at the end of the year
5: for more teams. Uh, that's exactly yeah. how I wrote it in the notes. It, it definitely worked in terms of keeping more teams alive, but I think it's hard to call it a success when they're all eight and nine, nine and eight. Like, I don't think those teams belong in the playoffs.
7: And we'll see. Like, it, if the Patriots end up being the seventh seed and we end up going to Cincinnati or Buffalo for, and they lose like they did last year, then I think we can say, okay, this is not competitive. If the seven seeds battle a little bit, then maybe we have a different conversation. I don't know.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I would look at it as it's a one-off. I mean, anybody can upset somebody on a given week, and it could happen. Like, I wouldn't completely dismiss I didn't dismiss the Patriots' chances going into that playoff game last year. Right. I, I didn't say going into I, I'm not going to be a fraud and say right. that I went into that game saying there's no chance. Right. I didn't think they would win. Yeah. But, I, you know, upsets happen.
2: Uh, L from Wisconsin. Uh, i got to call out Evan here. Elwood. Sure, he's not sold on Mac. But the way he talks about Mac, it's clear he's 100% a Mac guy. If it wasn't for the system, Mac would be on his way to the Super Bowl. And everyone who doesn't like Mac is an idiot I who just doesn't like that. him <laughs> and isn't watching the games. He I'll admit to one that. thing, though. I, maybe I don't like that. Mac's <laughs> comportment.
7: <laughs> Why, what's comportment?
2: <laughs> you don't know what comportment is. His, How you handle yourself. It's histrionics. You. I, I knew what comportment was. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we got that in there. That again, yeah. it was. But again, a lot of people didn't like Brady's football.
5: comportment. But they got they they, they got past it. <laughs> I, I I just.
7: I, I lay down my sword on this one. Oh, I, I, I can't. I
8: can't.
5: I, I don't think you said that they're going to the Super Bowl with if they had a no. better system. So. No. no. I think I did that not. that's a little bit of.
7: A I said that I stretch. would like to see Mac in a better system so I can decide whether or not I truly think he's the guy. Because right now I think that there's a lot of broken things going on around him that are making it difficult for me to actually make a, a full evaluation. And I'm not going to just uh, evaluate him on his rookie season because he was a rookie. So in year three, if he's got Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator and he looks like he did this year. Then we're all going to be team. Let's let's
5: find something better. Let's move on. So let's. Um, what if, what if it's not Bill O'Brien? What if it's Cliss No. What if it stays the same? D- does he get another pass? If it stays the same, does the personnel stay
7: the same, or do they upgrade the personnel?
5: Well, they're not going to have the same players. But right. man, I'll leave that to your interpretation as to whether or not it's an upgrade. Because I could. I'm sure I could get into a Paul Fred argument like, no, no, he's better than him. No, no, he's better than that No, no, not Myers is better. No, like, they're going to have different receivers. But if it's the same structure and Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator. And clearly
3: Bill expects him it, to be better. It, it's, it's so hard
2: right? to judge because you're taking a quarterback who's never done it in the NFL and an OC who's never done it in the NFL, and you're trying to make a judgment. It, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I, you know, never done it, huh? So his
5: whole rookie year doesn't count at all. Not really. I mean, okay,
2: yeah. I, I would say
7: in in your I wish hypothetical, you, I which I had you
5: guys for, like professors,
7: Lord help us all if that ends up being the case. But in that hypothetical, I would say next year, I don't necessarily need to see him light the world on fire with Matt Patricia, but I, I would like to see. I think this year, one of his biggest issues that he's had is that. Right out of the gate, he allowed this to become bigger than, than it needed to be. That's my problem. Like, right. That, that's like and he never even tried. Next year, if it's the same thing and they say, listen, Mac, like this is what we're doing. Get on board or don't get on board. then that's a tipping. I, I give him one year to be uh, frustrated with it. Next year, I think that you have to get to the point. And, and I would say that it's mainly because contractually they have to make a decision on his fifth-year option. Correct. And they have to sort of make a, f- a decision on his future. So this is what we're, if that's what we're left with, then yeah, then year three is still, to me, a tipping point. But I would ultimately put the blame at the top that they p- put him in a situation to what, fail. What's but, more
2: important to do next year in order to make a judgment? Change the OC or make the O-line a lot better. Why not both? But what's more important? The OC.
7: I'd say the OC as well. Really? Yeah, because I think if... Well, on the offensive line, question. They, they've it? gotten away with... I don't want to call it lesser talent because I hate that argument, but they've gotten away with, like, guys that are not first-round picks on the line and Dante just coached them up, right? So uh, I think that there's an element with the line, especially that if you just got five guys that are playing on a string, then they can block a lot better than, you know, maybe their draft when, status or when their When you talent. do
5: your uh, things in, on the, the big-time throws, where do those yes. come from?
7: What do you like mean like where? Like PFF, compiles right? those stats? PFF does.
5: And how, do they ha- <laughs> how does PFF have the Patriots' offensive line ranked in comparative to the league? Um... Number one, I mm-hmm. believe it's five. <laughs> so
7: I've had this argument with the guy that writes that article uh, because he's not watching the Patriots play, and I, uh, I. Well then, I what see, is he watching? I'm very <laughs> consistent. I ignore all of
5: PFS. Yeah,
7: so I, I don't. Those articles are are. They have like preseason rankings, and it's like very difficult to move. I know what you're saying. Up and down, basically. I know off exactly what, what you're saying is happening.
5: I don't know where exactly they could be they have just them. as stubborn as Paul.
7: Is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they have them exactly, uh, but I know where right? I have them, and, and that
5: is yeah, the, I don't think the, I don't think the line's been great. I don't think line play in general is great around the league. That's fair. I think you know there are a handful of teams that have really good offensive lines. I think the Eagles are one. I think we saw a couple in games that the Patriots won in blowouts, Cleveland and Detroit. I think both have pretty good offensive lines, but. I see a lot of teams with terrible offensive.
7: How's Dallas's?
2: I mean, I, Tyron Smith's back, and they yeah. moved him to right tackle, injuries which was r- yeah. yeah. So a lot of injuries. Not to go that. down
7: this rabbit hole, but the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa in the first round, and he's played guard and tackle for them this year, and he's a stud. Yeah. And the Patriots were on the clock. Oh God. In the first round, <sighs> and traded out of the pick to move down to draft Cole Strange, and now Tyler Smith might be a rookie Pro Bowler.
5: And I know Just earlier saying. in the season, I don't know what he's had for because. I don't care. But Zion Johnson played reasonably well uh, for a while, too, especially when Slater went out yeah. for the Chargers.
7: Yeah. Now, he was drafted before, right? So they would have had to trade up to get him. Oh, yeah. But Tyler instead Smith of trading was,
5: Instead of trading back, right? if you're targeting a guard, don't just say, that doesn't matter. Whatever guard we get, we'll take. Right. They –
7: I mean, Tyler Smith was staring at him in the face, right? Like he was on the board mm. while
5: they were uh, on the clock. Fred. Mm. Yeah. Um, Get ready to take a tackle next
2: year. Juan in Mexico. (laughs) Uh, What's (laughs) the Ohio State guy's name? (laughs) Paris Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Broderick Jones from My thoughts and prayers for for Hamlin and his family. Hope he can pull through. Uh, Before this uncertainty in the NFL season, when they released the time slots for Week 18 games, did they try to make it the worst possible scenario? How do you put the Lions and Packers in Sunday Night Football where it is possible one of them is eliminated already? I don't even I don't what? know if that's true. Or I, not. Don't I don't
3: think I think that's a
2: Oh,
5: Detroit could get eliminated if Seattle wins. Oh, they could. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They just want Aaron Rodgers in primetime. There you it. go. But it is like I think this the, the whole Saturday thing has introduced a layer that they didn't want. I they wanted to real I I agree with the emailer's point. Of course, he conveniently leaves out the part that benefited the Patriots with that. But um th- I thought the whole goal of this sort of shift to division games late in the year for for everybody was to ensure the competitive nature of these games and try to eliminate some teams not having anything to play for and not knowing your fate before you took the field and yet here we are with Kansas City Now, the whole thing that happened last night throws a monkey wrench in this but if if everything played out Kansas City would have had if, if Buffalo played last night and lost Kansas City could play Saturday and clinch the number one seed so Buffalo would have had no number one seed to play for now you could argue they'd still play hard because they want to play two or three or whatever but that's up to Sean McDermott now he's not going to dump when, the, when a win is a buy and a loss is not a buy right. no one dumps in that situation so the NFL and in, in the, the email is right Detroit if Seattle wins Detroit's out because Detroit needs to beat Green Bay and have Seattle lose so what about what about just Packers
2: needing the game to get in
5: yeah I know but the, if the other team's not playing hard that's but, what they're looking to uh, avoid that's true so yeah. all you had to do was have the Packers play Detroit on Saturday night and have the Tennessee Jacksonville game which is all, no matter what, that's for the AFC South. Right. I can't believe that's not the just Sunday night them. game. Just switch Like, yeah. it's yeah.
7: not that hard. That makes sense. I, I just don't understand to, uh, why is the AFC South championship not the Sunday night game? Like, that's how it's right. always been, right? Like Right. I remember – you know, the A- e- NFC East used to have games like that where both teams were not, ver- like... Middling, have-
5: middling 500 teams, the right. winner goes, the loser goes right. home. Right, it was
7: like Giants-Cowboys or Giants-Eagles or something like that, and they used to play it on Sunday night is the NFC East championship game.
5: And, and it's almost like they looked at it and they said, well, Jacksonville, if, you know, if Miami and New England and Pittsburgh all lose, then ja- the game doesn't mean anything to Jacksonville because they're in either way. But But they're still going to win. They're still Yeah, of course. They're still going to try to win the game. Yeah. Because they want to win the division. Like I don't think that was a hard fix. You could have you could have made it so both of those games were competitive for both teams just by flip flopping twenty four hours. And they
2: didn't do it. All right. Uh that's gonna be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh we'll be back tomorrow at noon. Hopefully we'll have some good news to share um, about Hamlin's uh condition, but you know, we'll wait and see. Um but the news right now that we can't give you is that they will not be playing that game this week anyway. Um and you know, there's no word about our game on Sunday, but they will not be playing the Bengals Bills game this week.
5: Well so, didn't it say the week eighteen what did it say well, about it, unaffected? Yeah. Yeah. unaffected.
2: Yeah unaffected. Right now, yeah. It's unaffected. So as of now yeah. it's yeah. Sunday at one for yeah. yes. us. But um all right. Um so Stay tuned to Patriots.com for any other updates, and we'll see you tomorrow at noon.
0: Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.
4: The
1: world's original. Podcast.